Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. You can listen to these episodes in any order you like, or drop in and out as you like. You can even listen to them backwards if you like, but I don't think that's our official advice at the moment. I'm your Dungeon Master for this week, and joining us on this adventure is Olive. <laughs> Olive is a bipedal crocodile. She's standing on two feet as if she were people, because she is. She's wearing a white Jedi-style robe and baggy brown pants, and she is a level three monk. Cade Ghostbane. Cade is an ex-paladin. He is half-elf, half-human. His elf half is Shaderkai, so he has a little bit of slightly pale skin, um, long gray hair, and dark red eyes. And Aaron, Prince of Tritons. Yeah, no big deal. Aaron is a bit on the small side. He has blue skin and uh, dark blue, kind of messy hair, because he's a triton. And he's mostly clothed in uh, gold chains and bits of blue and purple silk that kind of waft around. And he's a level three bard in the College of Voice. Lovely. We begin this adventure Inside the fire-breathing kittens guild hall, spring has come upon Nicomoy in full force. The sun is shining, birds are chirping, and there's a taste of freshness in the air. Not only that, but a buzz of liveliness seems to have engulfed the city. Throughout the morning, you've seen people walking past the windows looking excited and chatting away happily. It seems fortuitous, then, that just as a clock strikes midday, a loud knock raps upon the guild hall door. Should we answer it? Yeah. Absolutely. Be a short episode if you didn't. <laughs> well, in that case, Aaron waltzes over to the door and throws it open. In front of you stands, I think I think you will know him. Um, he's Alan, the printer's apprentice. He's the one who tends to deliver uh, quest notices early in the morning, but he's quite late at the moment. So he looks up at you and goes, oh, please, mister, I just need to... I just need to give the messages in. I've been going all over town today, so I'm really tired. Can I just give you this? All right. I hold out my hand. Um, he hands you an old furled scroll um, sealed with a wax label. Looks very fancy. Oh, well, thank you, Alan. No problem, mister. And he uh, <laughs> reaches his hand out for a tip. He knows you're a prince. Oh, um, I pop a gold ball bobble off of one of my chains and give it to him. Oh, thank you very much, mister. Grabs it in his hand and runs, <laughs> sprints away. Okay, well, we have a scroll. Uh, I bring it back over to my friends at the bar and unravel it. Well, as I mentioned before, it seems quite old, but in fact, it's been printed fairly recently. Um, on it has some very spiky uh, black writing. And it says, if you don't mind my voice in this, Are you excited by the prospect of treasure? Do you wish to sail with legendary pirates? Are you interested in rewards beyond gold and also gold? Come to the docks today and maybe you can hunt treasure with the dread pirate himself, the great Captain Artichoke. Okay, well that sounds exciting. Plus I better get some actual gold here if, if, if people are going to know that I'm a prince. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all the gold you have, you do just keep giving away, don't you? <laughs> yep, I'm going to have to replenish that gold. <laughs> all right, well, Olive, I guess, did you read that out loud or is that like... 
Oh, uh, we unrolled it on the table in front of us, so we all read it together. All right. Olive stands up from the table and head towards the door. This is going to be very fortuitous. We have some very aquatic players today. Uh, Cage just still sitting there, just kind of mumbling to himself with a ale in one hand and just kind of looks around like, okay, all right, I guess I'll get up and go too. You seem unhappy about it. What's going on? I uh, only got two drinks today. Oh. Do you want more drinks? We can wait. I, like... Ah, it's fine. There'll be places on the way. Uh, Aaron uh, waggles some fingers over behind the bar, and a a tap pops open, and a a long stream of of beer comes out of the keg and forms into a sphere that is going to follow you around. Well, aren't you handy to have around? Just just take a sip whenever you want some. <laughs> Should last a while. All right, that works. The voice of Nusi comes from uh, the back room saying, you're going to have to pay for that, you know. Yeah, put it on the tab. (laughs) You hear a very dejected sigh. (laughs) You've said this every day you've been here. And no one ever calls me on it. I think that's one of my abilities. (laughs) It's a passive skill. It is. Bards, yeah. Yeah, bards. All right, so where are we supposed to go? I'm guessing the docks? That's what the uh, notice said, yeah. All right, well, uh, we we all know Jim Bob, so we I, I assume we all know where the docks are. Uh, shall we proceed? To the docks. Let's go. Olive steps out onto the cobbled street outside. Wonderful. The street outside is a hive with activity. Everyone seems to be heading over towards the docks, and... As you uh, walk, it takes, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. It doesn't really matter. As as you get closer, it just seems to get busier and busier as you go. And once the docks finally come into view, on the horizon, there is what seems to be an enormous ship. And I think particularly Aaron, um, you are aware of the stories of the great pirate, uh, Captain Artichoke, uh, your father when you were younger. Um, is that Alcala or Al- Alcala? I had a look on the wiki. I'm not quite sure how to say it. How to say what? Uh, your father's name. Alcala, Alcala, Alcala. Got like three different ways. Uh, your uh, choice. A lot of people say it differently. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we just called him King Triton. Uh, it doesn't translate, right? <laughs> I'll stick with Alca- Alcala. There we go. Alcala. Okay. It's canon. May he rest in peace. <laughs> More like in pieces. Oh. Painful memories. He's shark bait. <laughs> anyway, uh, when you were younger, he would tell you the stories of the great Captain Artichoke and always seemed very displeased and angry with the captain for, you imagine, trespassing in the, your waters and stirring up a lot of trouble. He was not happy with the captain. Hmm. And just so we're clear, is the name from the plant or from uh, habits? Plant. Okay, gotcha. I know what you think. Don't go there. <laughs> so as you get uh, even closer to the docks, you see what appears to be a very, very long queue leading towards a rather large boathouse. It seems that you are not the only ones who got this message. It seems the entire city has turned out to go treasure hunting. Hmm. Is there any way past the line? 
I don't know. Is there? I mean, you can just wait if you like. Uh, if you if you if you're patient. If you're not, I mean, you're a bard, right? The ship is floating in water, correct? <laughs> Where is this going? Traditionally, <laughs> yes. I can manipulate water. I'm a triton. But it's about half a mile off the coast. Ah, uh, that's kind of a ways. Wait, it's half a mile off the bit off the coast, and everybody, and everybody's waiting in line at the docks for when it comes in. Correct? Um, it doesn't seem that way. No, there's the a large boathouse um, at the end of the docks. Everyone seems to be queuing into that, and you can see a steady stream of people going in, and then from a side door, people coming out again. Auditions. Hmm. So, ah, oh, I see. I see. Hmm. Cade. Are you going to pass this audition? What are we all going to do to make ourselves more valuable? So, um, I'm going to, Cade turns around and looks at seemingly no one and says, I don't know. What do you guys think? Can we get around all these people? Um, well, I can make all of them either love us or very afraid of us. Which would you prefer? Oh, I'll make them afraid of us. We like that. I mean, I like that. <laughs> okay. All right, so let me see here. What's the DC on this? Uh, give them all a wisdom saving throw. Every single person in the queue. Yeah. Do you want to do a different one for each or just one for the performance? Um, just do, yeah, just give me a performance check. Um, we'll, we'll see if people want to let you in the queue, if that's what you're going for. Uh, here. sure. 14 plus 7 is 20 21 okay so and you're trying to make people scared of you correct yes that's one of the specialized songs i have okay how does the that song of haunting sound it sounds like everybody's gonna die in the water <laughs> just get in the water and drown <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, after after about a couple after a couple of verses of everyone's going to drown today. <laughs> uh-huh. People just start almost like they're at finally thinking about what they want to sign up to do and go. So you hear a couple of people go, "Oh yeah, I can't swim." And someone else is like, "Oh, I've got an appointment later. I've got like, oh yeah, so good. and so yeah, um the people around you do start to, you know, wander off. Mhm. There are still a couple of people um, left in the queue, but nowhere near as many yeah. as there were before. So it's it, it's going to be a fairly uh, short wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the people that are still remaining in front of us, as a uh, haunted one, Cade's just kind of kind of wander up to them and just stare at them, just longingly, <laughs> and like, please just get out of our way, and uh, hope that his heart of darkness effect takes over and just gets all the commoners to follow along and give him every courtesy that he asks. Okay, so as you stare at them with blank eyes and like a, just a hint of foreboding, they stare back at you, at, like tilt their heads and just like move aside because they're like, this guy's got issues. <laughs> I don't want to get involved. I can wait. It's okay. I've been waiting all day. What's a little longer? Let's let the crazy man go. So congratulations. Yeah, Monus walks behind him, uh, just settling everybody down. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. You guys are great. I know. My friend's crazy. Thank you so much for moving. <laughs> ah, yes, right this way. 
The large crocodile follows behind you too. As if they didn't need any other reason to run away. The large crocodile lady on the warpath. But congratulations, you've managed to make it into the boathouse. Um, as you walk in, you see a table just um, at the far end with three people sat on it. Um, uh, one person in the middle who's wearing um, a waistcoat and pantaloons. He's got a uh, dark brown hair and a neat beard. And the other two look like security pirates who are unnamed because I didn't want to name them. <laughs> it's more mysterious that way. They do have names. They probably have families. But that's not this story. They're just doing their job right now. All right. Is there anyone in front of us between us and the table? Um, there's a group of three other adventurers, maybe you think from a, a rival guild somewhere who have just um, auditioned and um, the pirates at the table like put their heads together and, as if they're convening and just nod their, uh, shake their head even, it's the other one, shake their head and the group wander off uh, dejectedly. So now it's your turn. Ooh, what are we going to do, guys? Well, it depends. What are we going for? What is Olive going to do? Olive's going to take out her rations, and she's taking out, like, a really big turkey leg. And you know how most people would eat the meat sideways off of the turkey leg like a corn of cob? She uses her bite attack to bite down through the turkey leg, snapping the bone in half, and with a vicious crunch, it, like, <laughs> is delicious. What are you going to roll for that? A bite attack, <laughs> I think. Yeah? I imagine the turkey leg doesn't have more than a few hit points. <laughs> I don't know. I imagine not. 15 to hit. Well, I mean, it's a turkey leg in your hand. Yeah. It's quite difficult to miss. <laughs> However, I will say that the pirates look both a little disgusted and impressed. Yes. My people. As you like, open your jaws wide, <laughs> stick an entire turkey leg down your gullet, and like a blender, <laughs> <laughs> it it almost dissolves. <laughs> okay, crocodile person has made an impression. Now for you guys. Uh, I think this would be time for verse of harmony. Uh charisma check to charm all people against their wisdom save okay uh-huh okay 19 plus 7 is 26 and Amonis sits on the floor with his little drum uh that he conjures out of water and starts beating on it going come little pirates you'll take us away out to the ocean with you. It's supposed to sound like a drum. Does it not sound like a drum? Crap. Okay. I need a different drum. Well, the good news is... Are they charmed? Uh, the good news is, as you sing, the pirates start swaying their heads uh, to the music. They're like, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, they, they definitely seem pleased with you. So they, they're pleased with him? Hmm. Kay just looks at him and gives him a long sigh and fires an Eldritch Blast into the water <laughs> and see how many fish he can pop up. Okay, hang on. I, I won't make you roll for that because you're firing an Eldritch Blast into water. However, you you can manage to get one fish, but it's, but it's a pretty big one. 
just plops right out of the water, lands on the side, flipping and flapping. That grouper that's always hanging out under the docks. Yeah. Yep. And Monus, uh, again, j- waggles his finger towards the water and a tendril of it wraps around the fish and <laughs> carries it over and deposits it right in front of the pirate captain. I've got to ask, are we just getting names mixed up here or is Amonis actually turning up for this? No, Aaron does. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I'll just check, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's Aaron. Sorry. Because, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, stuff, the stuff with the cube before, I was like, well, it's possible Amonis, like, rocks up just to do some crowd control. Maybe. I don't know. Well, Last maybe. I heard he was out doing pirate stuff. I get confused sometimes. So why wouldn't he be here? <laughs> But after after that, the pirates uh, put their heads together once more to convene. Um, see, their mumbles seem a little more optimistic than uh, you'd previously heard, and they lift their heads back up and and, and the one in the middle goes, "Are you make a fine display? However, it's not just your skills that we need to judge; it's your words. So we have a few." Short interview questions just to ask you, just to make sure you're right for the job. Now, this be a long expedition to retrieve some treasure. So the first question is, do you like treasure? Well, Cade, do we like treasure? Cade turns around behind him and looks at basically the wall. Just, do we? Yes. Yes, we do. Treasure! Olive lifts both green scaly arms above her head and hops up and down. Our excellent, excellent. He marks a note on his, uh, on his paper. Hey, wonderful. They like treasure. Good. Now, the second question is, once again, it's going to be a long voyage. So, during the entertainment phase, um, there will be some music. Now, how do you feel about accordion music? Aaron uses prestidigitation, and we all suddenly hear the most beautiful accordion music. He says, well, this one's my favorite. Which one's yours? Aw, you're so cute. That sounds good to me. Uh, that'd be a fine piece. Uh, my favorite is uh, one my great-grandfather taught me. Goes back many generations. But yes, ooh, you are looking good so far. Okay, just one more question for you. Now, this one's a bit of a tough one, so just bear with me. Would you say that a stance of moral relativism is the only feasible option in an increasingly complex world, or is that worldview used simply as an excuse to justify bad actions and is therefore less preferable to a set of principles based more closely on absolutism despite its inherent short-sightedness and less progressive framework? Kate again turns around behind him. What do y'all think? Uh, uh, yeah, me too. Hey, I, I like the second option. I'm telling um, my team members that I prefer the second option. Oh. Uh-oh. Well, I did kind of sort of manslaughter someone last week. So I'm going to go with the moral relativism, and it's... it's <laughs> but... um. When someone hands you a potion and you drip a potion into someone else's mouth and their head explodes, was it murder? Or was it just an unfortunate potion side effect? Aaron tilts his head and says, I have a dagger. (laughs) Well, I guess that answers that question. Well, seems to me you're a fine crew. 
So if it's okay with you, we can leave right now. Let's go. Yeah. And and I do mean right now. And he gestures towards the back where there is a, a small rowboat waiting. Yeah. As long as there's booze, I'm good. Olive hops in the water. Aaron dives into the water. <laughs> Oop, all of us. Aaron dives into the water next to the boat. Me too. Nope, I get on the boat. Okay, so you get uh, rowed off to the enormous ship half a mile off the coast. This is the Vengeful Lament, the the ship of the great dread pirate Captain Artichoke. Uh, it's even bigger up close. It's pure black and very imposing. Uh, the sails have a, a skull and crossbones on, as is tradition, uh, but... Within the black, there's also a hint of purple. Well, that's classy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you climb up on deck, um, the pirate who was sat in the middle uh, of the table uh, just turns back to you and goes, Oh, by the way, I should introduce myself. My name is Arland. I'm the first mate beneath uh, the captain. My name's uh, Arland Artichoke uh, the fourth. He's actually my great grandfather. He's a. Uh, uh, we didn't have him uh, doing the auditions, as you can probably imagine, because, let's face it, he is 120 years old. He is getting on a bit. And I, I should also mention that uh, Arland is a human. That's not my question. Okay. Because I forgot to mention it earlier. Can Olive do like some kind of roll to see if she knows what a lich is? Yeah, sure. That sounds like a nature or arcana. One of those. 14 on the dice plus zero. I mean, you've heard of them, but you you think they're a type of moss? Ah, those lich lichen liches. Okay, so I I don't suspect liches, and I think that's cool. Aaron is now expecting a tiny little like skeleton with papery skin that's going to be running a pirate ship, Captain. We'll see. So anyway, let let me go get the captain so I can introduce you. Um... And then he uh, he wanders off into the captain's cabin, uh, which is, of course, built into the stern of the ship, um, as it is always. And then uh, comes back a couple of uh, minutes later, wheeling a little wheelchair. And in it is a very decrepit old pirate. Um, he's got uh, long, wispy gray hair and a dusty tricorn hat. He's... Uh, sat in the wheelchair with an old blanket made of a a pirate flag just draped over his over his knees. Aww. He's he's hunched over and kind of just staring into the middle distance as if he can't hear anything or doesn't really seem to be taking anything in. Anyway, this be the captain, um, the great Captain Artichoke, most fearsome pirate to ever roam the seas. Well, hello. Very nice to meet you. Fine ship you have here. The, uh, the captain doesn't look up at you. He just grunts and goes, Arr! and then Arland goes, oh, yes, my mistake. I should have probably mentioned that aboard uh, the Vengeful Laments, all crew members must be speaking in a traditional pirate accent. <laughs> Aye, matey, that's fine by me. Okay, <laughs> just turns to his left and says, No, he's not a zombie. He's just old. Go on. Excellent. You seem like a fine crew. Well, then he uh, turns to the rest of the crew, which is maybe about 
10-ish people. I don't really know how many people it takes to, ca- to sail a ship, so I'm going to guess 10 to 15. I watched Muppet Treasure Island the other day, and I thought it was overstaffed. <laughs> so... <laughs> But he turns to the rest of the crew and goes, Aye, we be casting off now. Set the sails and weigh anchor. We're leaving. Anyway, let me talk to you three. Uh, in Let me just put my uh, great-grandfather back and I will take you down to the galley to let you know of the situation. He just wheels off the captain, puts him back in his uh, cabin, makes sure, he's, makes sure he's nice and comfortable and then comes back you guys and leads you down into the galley where there is some there's some grub available if you wish just to just to yum on of course yep since you're alone he turns to you and goes listen um i'm I'm sorry about the whole pirate voice thing it's just to keep him um up and about you know um he I, i just try and help him like relive his old days that's why he's he's out here with me we're just going on adventures um, you don't you don't have to talk like a pirate when you're not with him. It's just to you know help him you know keep his mind active. But what if we want to? <laughs> if you want to, then then go then go for it. I mean, I, but you know, I'm just give I'm just giving you the option. Are you sure he'll survive another voyage? Uh, I mean, I, I hope. I mean, he survived this long, but. Um, I was I was about to come onto that. that's one of the reasons we're doing this now, um, so we're going to try and retrieve uh, some of my great grandfather's treasure from an island uh, called Treasure Island. Um, so it's a bit of a fun um, fun naming convention from what he, from what he told me it like ages ago back when his mind was a bit better. Um, Apparently, he just called it Treasure Island so people wouldn't look there. I think the logic was, if you call someplace Treasure Island, no one's going to think there's actually treasure on it. So when you bury treasure on Treasure Island, you know that it's there because it's called Treasure Island. But everyone else is like, there can't be treasure on Treasure Island. That's too easy. But no, we're going to Treasure Island. Genius. Hmm. Makes sense to me. Yeah, but the issue here is that... I mean, I'd, I'd go myself to try and find it. But, you know, the, the captain's mind is going. There's only a, a certain amount of information that I have about where the treasure should be. And uh, how do I say this delicately? Um, the island's been taken over by zombie pirate monkeys. <laughs> well, we can help with that. Yeah, that, that's, that was the kind of the idea of getting adventurers on board. Um, to try and to tr- you know, try and help with that, because um, I'm I'm not much of a fighter myself. I'm more of a scholar, but I'm, yeah, as I said, I'm just looking after my great grandfather. So as long as you can help with any uh, defense or any of the clues or or whatnot, then you're welcome to a share of the treasure. We just need it for um, any retirement uh, for whatever time he has left. Olive picks her teeth with a bone and says, monkeys are delicious. Maybe not zombie monkeys. Even dead ones? But Crocodiles eat anything. She's literally carrying poisoned food because she doesn't know it's poisoned because she keeps passing her constitution saving rules. <laughs> nice. Mm. She offers you guys a biscuit. <laughs> nope. No thanks. 
I've still got my floating beer with me, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, so now now you know the deal. It's it's going to be a long journey. Maybe I don't know three weeks. It's going to be a long one. So just you know, learn what you can of um, sailing if you want. We should be able to get there without any issues. Uh, we I've been over that way myself. I haven't been to uh, Treasure Island itself because it's quite difficult to land safely. There are lots of sharp rocks, but hopefully um, we'll be okay uh, with that. But as for as for tonight, you know, make yourselves at home. Um, it's music night tonight. If if anyone's interested in that, um, if anyone's got a song or anything they'd like to sing, then they are more than welcome. Uh, but that's going to be uh, on deck tonight, about eight-ish. I don't know when, whenever uh, sundown is around these parts. I'm not from here. But yeah, that's, that's the idea. Hey, Cade. How's it going? <laughs> Do you get seasick? Not that I recall. Oh, okay. The little ones might. Do y'all get seasick? No? Okay, yeah, no, they don't either. Okay. <laughs> Who do you keep talking to? What? No one? Uh, okay. All right, so I guess we uh, hang out. Let's let us let us explore the ship. Uh, what do we see around us? Well, at the moment you're in the galley, so um, there's some food on the walls. There are lots, There's bags of potatoes. There's uh, barrels of apples. Uh, there's some banana liqueur in one of the cabinets. It's it's you know, locked off because it, it's fancy stuff. Um, otherwise, there's some biscuits, some onions. Um, there's even some fresh meat at the moment because it's the beginning of a voyage and they've just restocked. So Kay's uh, going to wander Yeah, but otherwise on this level, there's just some um, crew quarters, which is just hammocks uh, draped around the place. And um, then up on deck, you've got, you know, the, the crow's nest, the captain's quarters all that all that jazz it's a very basic pirate ship there are also some cannons and cannons around the place so Cade's gonna walk up to the uh, banana liqueur you have in the cabinet and just kind of wonder out loud um if you're if you're worried about monkeys maybe we should go ahead and get rid of this um, i mean i mean can do but i mean the captain's fairly fond of it it's the only thing i can really get him to drink just kind of seems like monkey bait i water it down Oh, never mind. Never mind. Olive takes out her very shiny chef's knife. The metal has wavy lines in it. It's very nice. It's probably the nicest... Yeah, it is the nicest thing she owns. She takes out her own rations and starts, like, dicing onions and putting them in a frying pan. And I would like to use the create a typical meal... No, create a gourmet meal. Can I, like, roll and see which one I get? It's 10 DC for create a typical meal, 15 DC for create a gourmet meal. Hmm? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Wee. Uh-oh, that's a six. <laughs> and I just burn it all. <laughs> I'm like, you won't notice. I won't notice. I'm like, oh, crispy onions, my favorite. <laughs> just <laughs> black onion bits are in the frying pan, and I'm happy. Yeah, you're not used to cooking on the open sea, so it's a bit choppy. The moment mm. you keep wobbling around the place, uh -huh. accidentally slice them in the wrong place, and st accidentally throw stuff over your shoulder, <laughs> it's a bit choppy. Yeah, yeah, a bit choppy. Yeah. Aaron is going to uh, start 
subtly taking bits of the food before uh before olive contaminates them with her rations and just stuffing his pockets with bits of fruit and biscuits and you know things that aren't spoiled Cade's still kind of perusing the liquor selection seeing if he well, can it, it's, uh... it's not much of a selection it's banana liqueur and not much else there is some banana rum you are really trying to attract these monkeys aren't you yeah, we should probably get rid of this before we get to Treasure Island. Don't want them swarming the boat looking for bananas. No, maybe not. Um, wait, Anybody uh, want to split a bottle? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to get it out of the cabinet? Oh, okay, is the cabinet locked? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, 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 can't, we can't have the crew going in for, you know, drinking sessions. That, that stuff's got to be rationed. Oh, that's fine. Kay just pulls out his flask and just kind of tips it up instead. Goes and like pouts in the corner. You've got a whole bubble of beer, right? <laughs> like I'm saving that for later. Oh, can you describe this cabinet and lock to me? Uh, yes, I can. It's a fairly standard drinks cabinet from our uh, modern uh, perspective. So it's um, a light, um, light colored hardwood, um, rectangular in shape. Um, there's a glass panel on the front of it to show what you've got. And it's got a nice crisscross pattern um, in mm-hmm. front of it with a, a small bit of dainty lock on the front. It's more of an honor system. You could quite easily break it open if you wanted. Is there a keyhole? Yes, but it is uh, quite small. Ah, well, that's fine. Um, Aaron is going to gesture at the bottle and a thin stream of banana liqueur will come up out of the bottle uh, through the keyhole and form a small globe that he's going to waft over to Cade. Okay. And you said it's quite watered down? Yeah, I did. It contains water. Help keep you hydrated. Aren't you stealing from a 120-year-old man? <laughs> yes, but not all of it. Olive's going to pretend not to see that. I just want my friend to have a drink. He seems so sad. Uh, he, I immediately, he immediately perks up and uh, eats the or drinks the little bubble of banana liqueur and has kind of a raunchy face on it because it's seems like it's mostly water and then to make up for his terrible terrible deed uh aaron is going to climb up to the crow's nest and use his uh free daily use of gust of wind one of his racial abilities to pick up the breeze and help speed us towards our destination olive is going to take kate aside and very very quietly ask if he's going to go through dt's because we're going to be away for three weeks and they can kill you. So, like, hey, are you going to, like, go through alcohol withdrawal? Because <laughs> What's that? When you don't have alcohol and you can shake and seizure so badly that you die. That's a thing. Does Kate have a drinking problem? Oh, I don't know. He just stole alcohol from a 120-year-old man and was cool with it. So I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> well, I stole that alcohol, just so you know. <laughs> Because if you are going to go through that, we should stock up on alcohol now so that you don't die two weeks into the journey. Eh, it'll be fine. We'll figure something out. All right. I'm sure there's booze on the boat somewhere. <laughs> Olive looks around for an ongi. It's a clay pot looking thing with a lid. Is there a clay pot with a lid anywhere here? I imagine so. Yeah, probably. Um yeah, I'm going to boil some rice and stick it in the angi along with some bread, like or some yeast or some dough. It'll be about 1% alcohol. She's a cook. She knows this. It'll be about 1% alcohol a week from now. So he won't die. Okay. 
Prison booze. Prison booze. <laughs> Toilet wine. Love it. It's actually pretty good, too. <laughs> okay. That, that seems pretty good. I, I hadn't actually thought about the alcoholism thing about three weeks, but, you know, it's nice that you did. Olive cares. <laughs> anyway, uh, fast forwarding a little bit to music night on the ship. Everyone is gathered around uh, the centre mast uh, on deck of the Vengeful Lament. Um, and there's, you know, a couple of pirates um, singing a, a, a jig and playing some uh, fiddles. And it's, it's, it's a, not quite a, a full party atmosphere, but it's a pre- pretty pretty swinging, swinging time. And um, Arland beckons you over and goes, come on, come on, the captain's here, the captain's here, with a very knowing look to you guys. The captain's here. Arr. Anyway, come on and... Aye, mate, where are we going? Well, we, we're, all, we're going where we've always been going. We're going to Treasure Island, remember? But anyways, aye, aye. music night, come on, have a, have a drink. We've got some coconut martinis. Just for just for special occasions. Real rough and tough pirates with their coconut martinis. <laughs> <laughs> well, even a pirate can be a bit refined. Aye, you'll be right there. Just because we be setting sail for three weeks doesn't mean we can't have the finer things. I mean, why would you... You know, if we got a load of treasure, you'd be an idiot to bury it. And he looks over at the captain and goes, uh-oh. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't mean that. You know, you know what I meant. Oh. <laughs> he, he seems like the type of person who would feel really bad for having said that too. Oh, he, he does. <laughs> but anyway, Khan, it's music night. If you've got any uh, songs you want to sing or um, anything at all, do you uh, bring poems or I don't know freestyle rap or you know what what have you. Oh, freestyle rap. That's hey. going to be Cade. <laughs> At this point, I think Cade's so toasted, he probably can't put too many words together. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of slurred speech. Okay. Aaron sidles up close to the captain um, and tries to direct his song of rest at the captain to try to improve his vigor. He gives him some temporary hit points. And uh, let's see, what's... Restful for a pirate. Let grasses grow and waters flow in a free and easy way. Just give them enough of the fine enough stuff that's made near Galway Bay. And peace be love from Danny Gov, Sligoers lead them too. When home you can go, you can take up all of the real old mountain dew. I did a little dum did do little dum did do right in the day day. I did a little dum did do little dum did do right in the day day. Yay! Ooh, oh, uh, the, the, the pirates applaud and uh, cheer. And um, Arlen Arlen says, I I have no idea how you managed to do the fiddle sounds with your mouth, but I'm very impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Any change in the captain? Any uh, increased alertness or awareness? Um, Yeah, he he does seem to be a little more lively than he was before, but obviously it's not a a very high uh, baseline. Um, so uh, you no, see well, some movement in the fingers, maybe a little bit of twitching on his upper lip. Uh, there is some life there. Aaron whispers uh, to Olive, there, is that better? <laughs> Sorry we took his booze. <laughs> Olive smiles and so many teeth show. 
Aaron smiles back and shows his rows of pointed teeth. Kate is still looking at the old man, astonished that he's actually alive. Um, at that point, um, Arlen goes, all right, now, now you're here. I can go and um, just go grab something real quick. I'll be right back. And he runs off towards um, the lower decks. And a couple of minutes later, comes back with an accordion. He goes, all right, um, grand, great-grandfather, I've been uh, practicing um, a song you taught me once. I'd like to play it. I'm not very good, so bear with me. <laughs> oh, can the bard give him, like, ability point bonuses? I can. Yeah. Sh- yeah, uh, I get a certain number of uh, inspiration die. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one over there. It's very kind. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're inspired today. I'm cheering you on. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not very good. You know, I, I've I've only just started learning this, but you know, I've got a good feeling about this. I've had a, I've had a wee bit of uh, coconut coconut martini, and I think I'm I'm good to go. Um, anyways, let me let me just have a have a little bit of a a a, a tune up. Hang on. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. And so he he begins. It's like, oh, the watery heart of the sea is the only life for me. But alas, the salt was bad for my hair, and so I had to leave. The sea was stormy, cold, and dark until you shone a light. But then one day the light broke down, it filled my heart with fright. I spent the years searching wide, a glimpse of you to see. But the waters got far too dark without you there with me. And so here I am at last, at the end of the day. Sat on the shore all by myself, now you have gone away. Yes, the watery heart of the sea was the only life for me. Until I feel your warmth again, my soul will never be free. Until I feel your warmth again, my soul will never be free. Applause. Yay. I'd like to know who else is in the room because I want to know his relationship history after hearing that song. I want to like get that information from his friends. So Arlen is here and who else? Um, Arl- Arland is there, uh, who is the great grandson of the the captain. And there are numerous unnamed uh, pirates um, okay. of ver- various <laughs> various races. All, all of whom have rich character backstories, I'm sure. <laughs> Olive sidles up to one of them and nudges them with her elbow, like, discreetly, leans her head in and whispers, Someone broke Arlen's heart, huh? Oh, well, you know, it's not necessarily that sort of situation. It's just a song. I mean, come on. So he's never had a, a girl-slash-boyfriend? What, this one? I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I only sail with the guy, but... Oh, how old is Arlen? 
Um, Arland is in his 20s. Arland the fourth is in his 20s. Yeah, he's in his 20s and he's never had a girl slash boyfriend. Like late, twen- late, late 20s. Late 20s. Late 20s. Late 20s. He's in his late 20s and he's never had a girl slash boyfriend. He's been looking after his great grandfather. Oh, God. It's not much time. And he lives on a boat. Oh, And he no. lives on a boat. And he sings sad, lonely accordion songs. <laughs> that was a song his grandfather taught him. A lot of good things can happen on a boat, though. It's true. Uh-oh. All right, Aaron has come to solve the problem. There we go. <laughs> yes, Aaron uh, sits down next to Arland and just drapes an arm across his leg. It says, you know, it seems like you really feel that song more than most people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it looks a bit stunned <laughs> is he blushing at all <laughs> not right now he hasn't had that much martinis but he, he's like well I mean, I mean you know it's just a song my great grandfather taught me so I mean I don't really know what it's about but you know it's all the same with those uh, you know the shanty types it's all it's all doom and gloom isn't it but no, it, it was one of his favorites, and I just thought he might like to hear it. Mm, so yeah. I've, been, I've been practicing it um, in secret. No other reason to have picked that song. Olive thinks to herself, it goes and drinks a martini. <laughs> I'm just going to wander away. <laughs> uh, Aaron uh, gets up and starts to walk away, and looks back over his shoulder and says, Well, you can say that if you want, but if you want to change your tune, let me know. Hang on, I'm just going to roll a dice here. Um, there's, there's no, there's no, you know, suspect meaning to it. I'm just going to... It would make a lot more sense being on a ship all the time. Everybody needs a little happiness in their life. I mean, that's, I mean, that's very kind of you, but... Uh, the first syllable is optional. I'm, I mean, I can't, I've, I can't think about that sort of stuff right now. I've got to look after, you know, the captain. Aye, aye. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. That's music night completed. Um, so I've, I've got a little little monologue here for you because we're, we're like time skipping like three weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a long voyage to Treasure Island. The days turn into weeks, but Arlen seems happy with the progress. He spends most of his time looking after the captain, who in turn seems to be getting worse. Every time the island is mentioned, Captain Artichoke's eyes light up with a mixture of sorrow and determination, though he remains quiet indefinitely. One morning, though, a voice cries from the crow's nest, Land ho! And sure enough, an island comes into view on the horizon, and Arlen gathers you in the captain's quarters as you get closer. Aaron is raising his hand and saying, We've been on this boat for three weeks. Did we pick up some cool skills? Maybe, uh... S- some nice uh, skill with not work because that's going to come in handy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that makes sense. You've um, managed to um, get some skills with uh, not work and uh, dr- not sailing a ship. I was going to say driving a ship. I was like, nope, that's wrong. But but yeah, I think it makes sense. You've managed to pick up um, one or two skills on the way. What did Cade learn? Not drink so much on a boat. As he's hung over the side of the boat right now. <laughs> he's managed to learn um, the secret of... 
What's it called when you can like manage to not not like go overboard with drinking and eating? Moderation. That's the one. I think I thought it was an M. Yeah, moderation. He's learned the skill of moderation. It's important. It is. Hmm. It's a very useful skill. And I think Olive really fine tuned her uh, her pirate cabin hooch production. Oh right, I've had several <laughs> batches of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you can also um, chop vegetables and cook um, while at sea without um, any further mishaps. Oh, good. Did we learn <laughs> Unless the fish? you roll a one if that happens, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, the trick is you've got to boil the rice so that the starches break down into sugars. There we go. I've improved my ungi brewing. There we go. But yeah, fishing. I guess Olive can jump overboard and fish with her mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. We just tie a tie a rope to you. You mm-hmm. jump overboard, grab some fish, pop back out. You know, I can also just tell the fish to hop on board, right? Oh my gosh! Wait, you can? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it only. I yeah. I I I, I can command um only any any aquatic life. Oh, well, that's useful. Yeah. Die mm-hmm. for me, fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, fish. There's food up there. Go jump. <laughs> I'm not going to want you to leave. Okay, so Arland has gathered you inside the captain's cabin to give you the idea of what's going to be going on on the island. So he's uh, passes you out um, a treasure map each. These have been copied from his great-grandfather's scribblings uh, of past adventures when he originally made a map of the island. So each of the players do now have a copy of said map so they can refer to it um you people uh listening um i will make the map available on our five breathing kittens wiki page just search for uh treasure island map um and you'll be able to uh, refer to it if you if you want uh but just to give a quick breakdown of the map um in the center there's a uh, volcano it's uh, labeled boom mountain um, slightly to the north of that, um, and covering the entrance is um, a lake called the Boiling Lake, which sounds very ominous. Um, to the northeast of that, just a bit, um, we have the Mift Cliffs, um, which overlook the Bay of Dismay. I'm, I'm, I was on a rhyming thing at the time. Um, then a little ways down, there's a, an abandoned shanty town, uh, which is where the boat will dock. Um, around the really sharp rocks. Oh, yeah. Once again, the rhyming thing. The rhyming thing. Then um, a little further south of the shanty town is Soliloquy Swamp. Um, to the southeast of Soliloquy Swamp is the South Beach. And then all the way over to the southwest side of the island is the Bumble Jungle. And to the north of that, in the northwest side of the island, is the Wobbly Quarry. Um, and each has uh, little dashes between um, each of the locations with uh, to denote pathways. And are we at the South Beach right now? Uh, no, you'll be uh, docking at Shantytown. At Shantytown. Okay. In the off of the Bay of Dismay. Got yes. it. Yes. So it looks like the X is not far from uh, from where we're docked. In the Mift Cliffs. Yeah. Mm hmm. It seems like if we dock in the shantytown, we can just walk uphill to the Mift Cliffs and 
find it there. Cade, what do you think? That's good to me. I mean, it's right there at the docks. Yeah. Um, so after passing out um, all the treasure map, Arland uh, looks at you and goes, all right, so at the moment, the captain seems well enough so I can leave him for a couple of hours. So I can accompany you um, just to uh, help you out in any way I can, maybe uh, just carrying some things or, you know, just um, providing me. I can more or less take care of myself if we're attacked, but, you know, I'm not like amazing. So just bear with me on that one. Um, but otherwise, I think we're okay to, to dock. Um, but at that point, the captain grunts and goes and from within the folds of his uh, dressing gown um, pulls out an old battered compass and pushes it into Arlen's hands he goes oh thank you grandfather oh look um, we've got his old compass so uh, this ought to help us out I'm not quite sure Ah, there's an inscription on the back it says it says um May this always show you the way. Well, yeah, that's what compasses are meant to do, right? But anyway, so we, we've got this. Um, um, I, I can hold on to this if you want, or if, if anyone else wants this, I don't mind. As long as you keep us aware of what direction that arrow is pointing, I'm okay with you holding it. Oh, yeah, just just ask me, and I'll tell you. This can be my job. I, I can be the first mate of your crew. Perfect. And just so we know, have you been to Treasure Island before? How familiar are you with the layout here? I, I've never been before at all, no. Ah. All right. So as we're docking, can you describe the, the scenery? Are there people around? What's, what is this town like? Um, as you um, pull up to the dock and uh, stand on the deck of the Vengeful Lament, you look over at the abandoned shantytown, and sure enough, it's abandoned. There's... No sign of life anywhere. Um, mm. It almost seems to be more like ruins. It seems like no one's lived there for quite a long time. Hmm. Aaron is going to dive off the side of the ship and look around underwater, see if there's any available sea life. Uh, yeah, there are some uh, fish around the place. It, it, admittedly, mostly, it's a lot of um, limpets, which are stuck to the side of the dock. Hmm. Okay. And do I see any hazards on the waterfront going into the town? Um, nothing aside from some coral. Um, you man- you um, off screen passed some really sharp rocks, which would have um, been uh, quite a big problem. But uh, luckily, Arland was on hand to uh, re- read the maps properly, and it wasn't distracted by anything. <laughs> mm, mm, duly noted. All right, I'll uh, hop up on shore then. Okay. And I wave over my shoulder. Come on, guys. Olive hops off the boat and swims to shore. Okay, does this, or I guess, we are we docked or are we still? Yeah, yeah, you, you've docked. You can, uh, you can put the gangplank down and walk across because Arlen's not hopping off. Yeah, no, I'm, okay, it's not either. So we just walk along the dock to the shore. Okay, wonderful. I will just give you a quick uh, rundown of the surrounding area. So the shanty town is just that. It's a shanty town. There's a lot of uh, ramshackle buildings, a lot of them either partially or entirely destroyed. None of the ones that are standing are more than about six feet tall. In the center of the town, there's a large unfinished uh, statue 
of two indistinct figures um, and there are some worn runes on the podium and it's all made of uh, some black stone. So um, Cade's going to walk up to it and uh, just kind of give it a once over, investigate it a little bit, see if he can maybe identify some of the runes or try to figure out what the statues were originally supposed to be of. Um, It seems to be of two people, but it's um, as yet unfinished, so it uh, stops at the mid midsection um but the runes on it are nothing you've ever seen before they're definitely not necessarily made by sentient beings Arlen, do you recognize this language i don't think i've seen it no i mean i might have hang on some of these do look a little bit familiar i think i might have seen something like that in great grandfather's notes hang on let me just oh uh no um yeah but sorry there there are there are there are some runes here which look this look quite similar but there's no translation in these notes at all i'm afraid maybe there's something around here we can like somewhere on the island that we can find to translate mm. these it's so sad when people don't learn their ancestral languages yeah also if you see any old ladies don't attack them they're your grand great grandma <laughs> so <laughs> but that's just my theory. <laughs> Can we make extra special care to not go near the destroyed buildings? Like Olive, I just want to note this, is walking in the exact middle of the street, far away from the left and right buildings. Noted. Can everyone just give me a quick perception check so I can give you some extra deets? 12. 20. 14. Okay, um, Olive, you're walking directly down the center like looking like left and right <laughs> just to make sure there aren't any like things about to jump out so you don't really see anything other than what you're trying to look for zombie monkeys <laughs> at the moment there aren't any aaron you're mostly trying to not walk into olive as she's <laughs> walking around but um you do, you don't um you see like um mostly just remains of buildings and um maybe what you think might have been a pub um maybe a, maybe a small market uh cade with a 20 30 20 um 30 oh doesn't matter still a 20 still pretty high for level threes um so the thing that aaron thought looked like a pub um you spot a uh, a sign for buried in the rubble um it's actually a swing bar it's called the Howling Human, and um, it's got it. Um, and then, if you dig through the rubble a bit, you can find a couple of um, slightly tarnished but still drinkable bottles of banana liqueur. Um, so I, I'm gonna. Cade walks over there and you know digs through and grabs the bottles and feels like he might give one to the captain just for just to be nice, but uh, pockets the other one and goes and tells everyone else that. Uh, Hey, uh, this used to be a type of a swing bar. Sounds like a place Aaron would really like. <laughs> yeah, maybe if there were still people here. Uh, what? What? What's that in your pocket? Oh, I'll give you the other bottle. I just remembered about the monkeys. Yeah, monkey bait. Was there more of this? We should probably gather some up. Uh, how many bottles do we find? Um, let's say uh, three, which um, are you know, uh, unbroken uh, bottles. There, there were some others which were a bit more 
destroyed and leaky, and some which w- weirdly looked as though they'd gone a bit bad. Hmm. Let's keep the bad ones too. <laughs> Why not? That might come in handy. Poison some monkeys. Olive wants to drink one of the bad ones. Okay. Kate hands her one and pops pops the cork. There you go. I want to see if I turn into a zombie monkey. <laughs> uh, so instead of uh, a nice uh, bright yellow, um, the uh, banana liqueurs that have gone bad are a bit of a musty brown that don't look very nice. Mm. Uh, but as you drink it, well, I'm, I'm, I, I would ask for a constitution saving throw <laughs> because I know that's what you're going for. Everyone else knows what you're going for. Let's see what happens. Non-natural 20. Oh, it tastes disgusting, but other than that, you can stomach it. <laughs> You've had far worse things than this. Okay. But I just wanted to know what the flavor would be. What happens to banana after? <laughs> now I know. <laughs> Do I turn into a zombie monkey? No, but it just tastes really bad. And your burps later on are going to be <laughs> absolutely horrible. Aren't they always? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be a taste of banana. Mm. So as you wander through the wreckage of the shantytown, you hear from nowhere and everywhere, it seems, a voice on the air. Trespassers, how dare you encroach on the territory of Mephisto, bringer of doom. This is my island now, and your presence will not be tolerated. I will give you this one chance. Leave this place or be set upon by my army of zombie pirate monkeys. And the voice fades. Also, now there's zombie pirate monkeys, huh? Did I not say zombie pirate monkeys before? If not, I meant zombie pirate monkeys. So, um, Cage is going to look up in the air and just be like, Hey, bring it. <laughs> Olive's going to call out, Captain Artichoke is still alive. You want to see your old friend? Uh, you get no response. I spell the letters in the air. C A P T. <laughs> no, still, still nothing. I'm afraid. Um, Arlins looks at you and goes, "Should we be concerned about this? Because I've never heard anything about some like this. What Mephis, Mif- Mephisto? Was it? Never heard of this guy. Have uh, any of us ever heard of him?" Can I roll a history check on Mephisto? Uh, you certainly can. Ooh. Can all of us? Uh, well, I only rolled a nine. What's my history? Uh, oh, plus three. Oh, yeah, I'm a bard. Okay, so 12. Um, well, the closest thing you can think is that um, your fellow guild members, uh, Nesgrax's old warlock patron was called Mephistopheles, but, like... Nothing on Mephisto themselves, maybe. Um, so that that's the closest you can think at the moment. Gotcha. Well, I'm not scared. Let's keep going. Okay, well, I I, I mean, I, tr- I trust you guys. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I auditioned you. If, if, if you mess up, then what does that say about me, right? Aaron draws his sword and marches forward. Marches forward in which direction? When we're looking near the treasure map. Away from the ship. Should we be heading to the Mift Cliffs? Yeah, where the X is. Yeah, I think the uh, we're supposed to go through the town and then to the right once we get out of the town. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you as you walk through the town, there's no sign of activity further on. So um, 
you don't know for sure whether the threat you um, just got was a real one or just someone messing with you. Um, but for the time being, you uh, walk up to the Miff Cliffs, which hugs the Bay of Dismay as you go around. It's quite a steep climb, but um, you'll manage to make it. Um, up at the top um, of the cliffs, they're pretty. They're very windy, as you can imagine. They're a high point on the island. Um, they're they're pretty barren. Um, there is just one large stone lighthouse, which is set on the edge of the cliff, um, but the light is not shining. Hmm. Do you guys want to explore the lighthouse to search for an X? Sure. I'm down for it. All right. Olive will be the first one to walk up to the door. In case there's any danger, I'll take the hit. Okay. Um, the door, as you walk up to it, is uh, quite a, a typical lighthouse door. It's um, you know, straight down the the sides, and then there's a, a domed top to it. It's, it's quite nice. There is a note on the door in those same runes and down towards the bottom of the door, down towards the bottom left of the door. In fact, there's a baboon-shaped garden gnome. This place looks interesting. Should we proceed inside? Can anybody read the note? It's in those same runes that were on the statue. Arland, can you decipher any words from this? Um, oh. Like zombie monkeys inside, watch out, or back out for milk. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Um, <laughs> let's see. I can. Oh, um, one of these was the same. One of these has the same runes which were on the statue. I think. Yeah. This, so there's this this rune here, and he uh, points at a certain one that was on the on the statue, and I think this one. Uh, he points to another one. I think that might have been. Um, scrawled on the on that swing bar sign. So these might be names. Names are on signs outside of bars, like Mary's Bar and Mary and Bob, the lovers. Well, the, the name of the bar was in the common. Oh, yeah. So what was on the sign? Just a couple of runes. Uh, hmm. Anybody here comprehend languages? I don't think I picked that one. I did not. The monk is frustrated and tries to open the door. Uh, it's locked. Isn't it really old? It is uh, pretty old. The the um the lock itself is very large, and you you imagine there'd be quite a a big janky key that you need to open it. Olive attacks the door. The wood part. Yay! <laughs> Fourteen to hit the door. Okay, I mean, you're a monk, you can hit it twice if you like. Oh yeah, that's the first one is a bite, so I don't know how that works. It's a flat horizontal surface that I hit for six damage. Maybe I, like, bite the handle? I, I can trade you a headbutt. Okay. And then a 23 to hit it the, with my scratching claws uh, for three damage. Okay, Um. so initially you headbutt the door. Um, just to get a get an idea of how sturdy it is, it starts to wobble a bit in the in the frame. So then you use your claws to like because um, the frame itself, um, whereas the entire building is made of stone, the frame itself is made of wood. So mm. you scrape away the wood around the lock. Um, so you manage to get in that way. So congratulations, the door opens. <laughs> 
Olive is panting, standing over the wooden fragment remains, being like, I did it. After you, I say politely. (laughs) Aaron is going to step back and say, no, no, by all means, (laughs) let the monk go first into the creepy dark place. Cade just kind of looks at her, nods and pushes forward. Okay. Cade, Olive, Aaron. Okay. uh, Everyone, just give me a quick perception check. 15. Are we doing passive perception? Is that a thing? Um, we don't tend to. Okay. Oh yeah, because the 9 that I rolled would be below my passive of 12. Yeah, so 3. <laughs> 9. Okay, well, the good news is it all seems pretty quiet, aside from your own footsteps. There's some creaking from way high above, um, and you can hear the wind blowing quite loudly. Once again, it's dark at the bottom of the lighthouse, but you can see some daylight creeping in from the upper floors. It's just one long stone staircase all the way up to the top. So should we push on? Um, I'm actually going to... I'm going to cast Unseen Servant. This is... This is a level one spell. I'll mark that I used one. I'm going to use my uh, my unseen servant to just walk ahead of us and just trip any trip wires or whatnot. Nice. We have an invisible minion with one hit point marching ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a name? Edgar. Okay. Edgar, the unseen servant, um, mm-hmm. continues on ahead of you to act as fodder for any traps you think may be on the way up the mm-hmm. lighthouse. Um, Edgar manages to survive because as you make your way up, it becomes apparent there are no traps up in this lighthouse. Um, as you make your way up, it's, you know, how how good are you people at stairs? Just as, a, as an aside. I mean... Pretty athletic. Judging by the hospital bill I got two weeks ago, not very good at stairs. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, in real life, stairs are hard, but Olive's okay with them. <laughs> Yeah, Kate Kate just, you know, bounds up them easily, but, you know, not so much. As you make your way up the lighthouse, it becomes apparent that there are no uh, traps up the stairs. So when you uh, make your way up to the top uh, floor of the lighthouse, it's a bit, you you all feel a bit sweaty because it's quite a long way up the lighthouse and you feel maybe a little bit dizzy because you've just been going around in circles for the last couple of minutes. Up at the top, there is a hammock uh, strung up. There are a few books uh, around, uh, dotted around the place. There are some notes on the window in common, just with like circles drawn on with like distances. So you think maybe two different locations. Um, and there's some uh, a couple of easels with some old dusty paintings. And right in the centre of the room is a large cracked quartz crystal um which if you have a look at it you think is probably the reason the light is not working hmm Aaron, do you mend things i've seen some of our friends mend things i i can't do it myself though mm, i have cure wounds <laughs> be healed Here, crystal here's an idea here's an idea um I am going to cast Prestidigitation and create a bright light that seems to be emanating from the crystal. Okay, so you ba- you're trying to basically shine a light right out into the into the distance. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you rub your, rub your hands together and a beam of light shoots out of the side of the lighthouse. Um, you manage to light up um, the bay um, so you can see the you can see the ship um, docked um, in in the um, in the docks. I mean, admittedly, it is still daytime, so it doesn't do a huge amount. Um, Ireland, what direction is the compass pointing? Um, see, at the moment, it's pointed south south west. Wait, hang on, that's not that's not right, is it? Hang on, he he, he, he lines it up with. Because um, he he knows which direction the the lighthouse looks out because he can see the sun. It's like, no, that's right. It's pointing south southwest. That that's weird. Did he just give us a broken compass? Hey, Arland, uh, I want you to hold the compass up and spin around in a circle. Okay. Um, he he spins around in a circle, looking down at the compass all the time. He goes, yeah, that's that's the. I mean, it's it's still pointing the same direction, so it can't be broken aren't compasses supposed to point north they're supposed to point towards the x the way ah huh. apparently we're heading southwest cage you've been pretty quiet mm. how's that book i'm sorry what was that because you're standing next to the bookshelf reading a book right yeah it's uh pretty dusty and kind of hard to read a little tattered yeah, uh, that particular book. There are there are a couple of um, books on there. Not that many. Um, there's one on uh, lighthouse keeping, um, just you know standards and practices, um, so, you know safety stuff and all that. Um, there's uh, one which is on uh, boat engineering, and the one you've picked up, that a very tatty uh, manuscript, seems to have been handwritten, um, as opposed to the others which seem to have been. Uh, printed at the very least uh, this one's is called get my notes that's not what the book's called it's not called get my notes um uh, this book is called uh, get the most from your new crew a dictionary and um flicking through the pages you see what appear to be um some of the runes that you've already seen on the on the note on the door and on the statue in uh, the town. So I just bring up the book. And there also some uh, common uh, words next to it. And what are the words to the runes? Well, it depends which rune you look at. Um, some say ship, some say mast, some say sun. It's a dictionary. Oh, it's a dictionary to understand what the runes mean? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, we've got a note. I run down the stairs and then run back up with the note and I hand it to Cade. I begin translating. Okay, it takes a little while to do it because each rune more uh, corresponds to a word rather than um, like a sound or a letter. Uh, so it takes a little while to do it. So, but you get get the general gist of uh, the note says, uh, gone to pub, spare key under statue for emergencies only. <laughs> So you you remember there was a baboon-shaped garden gnome uh, just next to the door. So you think maybe there was a a spare key under there the entire Uh time. (laughs) We like breaking doors. It's fine. It's not like they'll mind. Um, Aaron, would you mind giving me an investigation check? 
just offhand. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking around the room. I rolled a 16 in my investigation. Plus one. Yeah, so 17. Okay, uh, while Cade is uh, busy deciphering the notes, you have uh, another look around that top floor of the lighthouse. And Mm -hmm. your eyes fall upon uh, one of the paintings, which is uh, stood upon an easel. Um, It's a landscape of a beach uh, with two figures uh, standing, well, more frolicking in the water. And there's an inscription along the bottom of the frame, which just says, until you return. Do I recognize the figures? Um, They're quite well. Within the canvas itself, they're quite far in the distance, so they're fairly indistinct. So it's not a portrait of two people. It's the landscape of the beach with two people in the background. Are the people bipedal crocodiles or humans? For example, with brown hair and a beard. Um, They're both bipedal, but then you can tell they're not crocodiles, but you can't tell much else. Hmm. How close do they resemble Mm. Ireland? (laughs) Well, they've got two legs, so <laughs> a decent amount. How much can we push the DM? <laughs> Aaron is going to take out his dagger and cut the uh, the painting from the easel so he can roll it up and put it in his bag. Okay. Um, give me a sleight of hand check. So make sure, just make sure you don't cut it. Oh, that's not good. I mean, you know, slash it. You're deliberately trying to cut it. But <laughs> oh, no. cut it right. Um, well, I rolled a two, but I have a plus six, so eight. Okay. (laughs) It's a very old painting, so nothing like any of the the modern stuff. So the parchment started to crack and the paint is, you know, wearing a bit thin. So as you um, pick up your knife to start cutting around the edge, it just starts to fall away and your hand slips and... You know, a great big slash comes down the the center of the the painting, uh, kind of like splitting it straight in half. Um, and you know, uh, it goes straight between the the two figures. Oh my goodness! In the the painting, and it just starts to peel either side like a scroll. However, as it starts to peel away, you see some writing underneath. The canvas. What does it say? It says, The summers we spent together were a joy. Down at the beach, you will find your next clue. Back to the beach, everyone! Okay, to the South Beach. Okay. So we race down the stairs and out of the lighthouse, out the end of the town, and instead of turning right towards where we thought the X was, we're going to turn left and race down towards the South Beach. It looks like we have to go through a swamp. Olive loves swamps. Oh, wait. Um, do we have to pass through the shantytown to get down that way? Yes, you do. Yeah, so while we're in the shantytown, how about we inspect more of the runes? That's a good idea. So, um, Kay walks up to the uh, half-built statue and begins to uh, inspect the runes and compare them to the notes. Yeah, um, so it's fairly, uh, fairly... Basic, Once, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, it's an unfinished statue, so only some of the runes are there. One of them says uh, statue, one of them says founder, uh, one of them says partner, but the rest of them you can't quite make out. Um, however, as you're standing there, 
deciphering uh, the runes, you hear a voice upon the air again. Still here, are you? Very well, so be it. My simian servants, arise now and show these pathetic beings what we do to trespasses on my island. And out from some of the ruins of the old buildings, some from uh, down the streets, some even seem to be coming out of the water. Some zombie pirate monkeys make their way menacingly towards you. They're only they're about four feet tall each. There are six of them. They're armed with old cutlasses and wearing scraps of cloth. Under normal circumstances, they would look pretty darn cute. But with flesh hanging off them, maybe not so much. So, as you can imagine, it is now time to roll for initiative. <laughs> we can take them. Ten. Nine. Remind me, we add our decks for this, right? Yeah. Uh, nine. Of you two, who has the higher dex modifier? What are your dex modifiers? One. I'm a 14 plus two. So him. Olive, Aaron, Cade. Okay, so um, Olive, you go first. Oh, are they walking like 28 days later zombies? Are these like fast zombies? Or are these like slow shuffle zombies? Well, let's see. They're four foot tall zombie pirate monkeys. I'd say they're more more on the shambling side. Okay, it's like if you lightly jog, they will follow you, but not very quickly. Yeah, yeah, they they, they probably can't go more than about I don't know fifteen feet per round. Probably not oh. about about half your speed. They, they look cute, but you know, adorable little zombies. <laughs> hmm. Olive moves forty feet towards the south beach, <laughs> and then forty feet again. She's going to use her action and her movement. So she gets 80 feet away, and then she's like, look how cute they are. <laughs> That's the end of my turn. Okay, so we're just running away? Oh, yeah, and Arland, come follow us. Oh, okay. Are we not, are we not doing the... No, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, you can stay here, but... <laughs> no, you, you make a good point. You make a good point. I, <laughs> I, will, I will bow to your whim. I, I'm merely a humble first mate. So Arland's just going to go wherever you guys go. But it's the monkey's turn now. Monkey's turns? Yeah, monkey's turns. Anyways, um, they are going to come towards Aaron and Cade. Just going to roll a couple of dice. See. Can they get to us in one turn? Um, well, depends on where Aaron is standing. I know Cade is like right in the center of the town, so he was probably going to be first in line. I thought that we were all pretty close to each other. I'm mm. not sure. Yeah, so if you can imagine they're coming towards you, like on a surrounding, so they're, you know, in, starting to encircle you. So a couple from either side and a couple from. It's like they've been lying in wait mm. until summoned. Okay, so um, we're going to get three coming towards Cade, and I'm assuming that the highest I rolled was a 10. I'm assuming that does not hit you. No. <laughs> They're so cute. No. They're so so the, the, cute. the four the four foot monkeys, zombie monkeys with swords, just kind of like a scrap towards you. <laughs> you. You know how like in cartoons where you've got a really short person and the tall person just puts their hand out towards their head and they just swing their arms uselessly. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> you managed to do like three at once. 
Uh, meanwhile, the other three are going to go for Aaron. And wow, these monkeys are not doing well. The highest I rolled again was a 10. So Nope. No. <laughs> Can we keep one as a pet? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe blast its legs off and then, you know, carry it that way. Yeah, I think we can take these. I don't think we need to run. But then it won't be able to play video games in my shed. Mm. So is it a Cade's turn? Um, I think it's mine. It's Aaron's turn now. I gotcha. And we're already within melee distance of these, correct? Um, Yes. Well, Olive isn't. She ran away. Yeah. I I just say let's stay and fight. I am going to... Pull out my bottle of rancid banana alcohol, <laughs> and I'm going to use two two bonus action level things. I'm going to use two cantrips here. I am first going to cast press digitation on it to make it look and smell like perfect, delicious, like not rancid banana liqueur, and then I am going to use my shape water to summon up six little balls of of banana-scented fragrant liqueur and uh, shoot them over in front of, like, one, one for each monkey. Just push them right there so they're available for the drinking. When you said uh, prestidigitation, I was thinking that you were just going to make Molotov cocktails, and I was like, yes! Like, your way works too. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're making them, we're going to poison these things. Make regular cocktails, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he made them all a drink. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Bard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's roll some monkey... I, I, they'd probably be wisdom saving throws, right? Um, yeah. Are they so. wise? Intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Correct. Two of the six monkeys turn their heads around and scamper off as quickly as zombie pirate monkeys can scamper. They scamper off towards the um, lovely little banana cocktails you've created and definitely seem to not care about anything else that's going on. So we'll take those two out of the fight. Does he get an attack of opportunity on those two? Um, we'll, t- we'll say it's one from each of you, so... Cade, you'll get an attack of opportunity against one of the monkeys should you wish to take advantage of it. Yes. Yes. Okay, smack that monkey. Twelve. Twelve to hit that, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, they're zombie monkeys. They're not exactly, you know, uh, they're not exactly zombie tortoises, are they? Um, so get me some damage on that. Seven. Seven points of damage. Okay. So, um, your sword? Sword. Long sword. Um, you, you swing your long sword at the retreating back of the monkey and it uh, slashes open um, the monkey's little waistcoat. Um, and you can see that it's done some damage to the rotting skin beneath it. Um, but the monkey does not fall, but neither does it turn around back towards you. It's much more interested in the banana. Okay, back up to the top of the round. Olive. Oh, wait, no, I still have my attack. Reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if, if, you, if yeah, you want to reaction. use it. Yeah, of course. Uh, absolutely, I do. Uh, I am going to uh, 
call out at the at the one that's reaching away from me um that your mother always liked your brother better than you he's more successful oh, burn <laughs> ouch <laughs> and um i am going to deal three psychic damage with that uh-oh Aaron learns about undead psychic immunity. Wait, what? Zombies don't uh, have not, feelings. Not, not this one. No. Oh, they do have feelings. Well, that that's much more of a philosophical question, isn't it? <laughs> but like mechanically, well, no, damage. they do not have immunity to psychic damage. Ah. Well, it takes three damage, and it has disadvantage on on its attacks next turn. Well, the good news is that one in particular is going to be attacking a rather nice um, banana. Banana cocktail, so... Oh, well. So, um, I'm, I'm just going to say those two monkeys are going to be out of... They're going to be taking themselves out of combat. They are, like, 100% focused in. Cade, you've had uh, two monkeys unsuccessfully trying to claw at you. You've managed to uh, beat one away that's now uh, yumming on some very tasty-looking uh, banana cocktails. So you've still got two within your arm's reach. So just the one closest, or the one to my um, right, I'm going to aim my sword at it and fire an Eldritch Blast. Does a 13 hit? Yes, it does. Okay, that's a 1d10. 8 damage. Okay, so you um, unleash a blast of Eldritch Force energy towards the monkey, and it goes flying backwards. Um, Well, I say flying backwards, it just, you know, um, gets zhuzhed back a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, um, I'm, I'm going to say like, just, you know, for flavor, one of its arms just starts splaying backwards as though it's been like dislocated, but it doesn't show any signs of, you know, um, discomfort being, you know, a zombie, but yeah, it's, it's, it's looking decidedly less cute. Works for me. Hmm. Now, are we good to, are we good to move on now? Just want to check. Yes. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Top of the round. Olive. How far away is the closest zombie monkey pirate? Well, let's see. Last time you ran... 80 feet six, south. 80 feet south. Okay, yeah. so they were 80 feet away from you. Oh, well, didn't some of them, like, move and stuff? Um, they Three of them attacked Cade. Three of them attacked Aaron because they were very much... Um, they're closest. So, yeah, you're, you're 60 feet away from the rest of them. How far away is Ireland from the monkeys? Um, he's followed you to the best of his ability, so that's about like 20 feet fewer than you, so he will have done 60 feet away, so he's 40 feet away from the monkeys-ish. Okay, all right, he can outrun them then. Yeah. I say to Ireland, don't lose that compass and keep running south. Be right there. I then apparently backtrack. And I use Step of the Wind. I can spend one key point to take the disengage or dash action as a bonus action on your turn. That means I can dash, which means I gain an extra movement for the current turn, but that takes up my bonus action, which means that I can't use martial arts. So I can only bite this turn unless I use a second key point and flurry of blows, which would add then I'd be up to three attacks. So, eh, why not? Um, I'm going to... Go for an undamaged zombie. Can I get to one with if I dash, which is 80 feet? Yeah. Yeah, okay. don't, 
do not see why not. I roll a 12, a 19, and a 19 to hit. Uh, all three hits. Okay. I first bite that zombie, and I'm like, what do you taste like? Mm-mm. And what does that <laughs> zombie taste like? Let's see, zombie pirate monkeys, um, their meat is very stringy hmm. and also quite, well, rotten. Let's mm. let's be honest about it. So it's um, not tasting good. Is it a tough beef jerky or is it like a soft pudding? Um, I'd say it's more like a, yes, it's more of a jerky. Ooh, okay, delicious. I then do three biting damage, four punching damage, and four punching damage to that zombie. So okay, so that's 11 a total of damage. 11 damage. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say that was one of the ones um, attacking Aaron. So that, that's done 11 damage to that. All right. That ends my turn. Okay. Uh, it's the monkey's turn. So there are still four left in play. One of them has taken um, 11 damage just now. The other one's taken some eldritch energy to the face. Okay. Um, one of them, the, the one um, Olive just snacked upon, um, is going to turn around with a slightly hurt, but also quizzical and also a little little bloodlusty look and try and, you know, at attack you back. So that's going to be a 15 to hit. Me? 15 to hit Olive, yes. Okay, that hits. Okay, so you're going to take four slashing damage. Yay, and also... Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. Ten. Oh, okay. Hey. I've got some good news and some bad news. Oh. It was okay to eat them, but it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird world. Yeah. Tell me the bad news, doctor. You have been infected with zombie monkey fever. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's bad news for my friends. I run faster than them. <laughs> <laughs> Look on Cade's face, right? <laughs> run, run, Cade, run. <laughs> so I, I, I will tell you um, just um, mechanically, uh, the side effects of this particular disease in, uh, include uh, excessive fleas, uh, the need to clean allies, and you also have a sudden urge to climb trees. That's not so bad. No, but uh, right this now. particular disease c can only be cured by a banana. <laughs> But I probably don't know that, right? And I don't eat vegetables. No, <laughs> no. So uh, the the monkeys, um, I think, claws probably sink like sink into your like uh, slightly fleshy uh, belly, and once they make contact, you start to feel kind of a bit itchy, and uh, you look over towards uh, the far side of the town, see some trees, and you're like, oh, you know what? I really want to climb some of those trees. I don't know why, but I really want to. Okay. Um, meanwhile, um, Aaron and Cade are both going to be attacked. Um, Aaron is going to be attacked by one monkey with a 16 to hit. And that definitely hits. Okay. Uh, four damage to you as well. And please make me a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. All right. 17 health left. Constitution is plus two. So, 12. 12. You, uh, you just about stave off zombie monkey fever. Um, you, you feel the claws 
scratching you, but you have like you you manage to miss somehow the bacteria that causes it. Okay. They they don't like your body for some reason. Um, and then rude. I know. <laughs> I know. Cade, both of uh, the monkeys attacking you rolled an eight. So one, once again, you you've ma- you've been managed to hit with like the um, the three stooges of the monkey world. <laughs> both of them, they're just like banging their own heads together, <laughs> trying to hit you, but they didn't do such a bad job of it. <laughs> okay, um, it's Aaron's turn. I'm just gonna hit it with my sword. Oh yeah. Okay, so sixteen to hit. Yep, that definitely hits. All right, and then seven damage. Slash it right across the face. Ooh, this this monkey does not like that. It's it's it, scre- it screams at you as you uh, slash it across the face, and its lips tear in a really nasty diagonal slit. So it almost looks as though it's got four lips now. Ooh, yeah, it's it's really nasty. Gross. Is that it for your turn? That's the end of my turn. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually. Oh, actually. Sorry. Wait. No, you're right. I get a bonus word or a bonus. Uh, yeah. Let's do another. Uh, I turn to the monkey with a slash face and says, "Now your girlfriend is gonna leave you forever." Wow. Brutal. I know. I know. And I deal uh, two psychic damage, and it has disadvantage next turn. Okay. Wow. It's mean. So Aaron's a mean guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Such a mean bard. Yeah. Okay, Cade. What's that happening? I'm going to, again, aim my sword at the one that I've already uh, blasted once. And just fire off another Eldritch Blast. Um, 19 to hit for 8 damage. 8 further damage. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, This zombie pirate monkey goes flying back as you blast it with eldritch energy but this time it does not rise up again it's lying there very much defeated very disheveled um i just look at his buddy and give him a really wicked grin and just like you know one down one to go um the monkey does understand you but has no way of (laughs) responding okay uh are you all done yes Wonderful. Top of the round. Olive. Olive realizes that she couldn't have bonus action last turn, so she's going to expend that key point on this turn. I think, does that mean I can only ever use one key point on a turn then? Monks are very limited. Okay, so going to just attack normally with a single attack, which is a 12 to hit. Uh, yep, that hits. For five damage. Five damage. And then I apologize for using my bonus action twice last turn, so I won't use one this turn to awesome. balance things out. That's, that is quite all right. Uh, we all make mistakes every so often. And what am I if I'm not the god of this universe and say, that's okay? <laughs> okay. So I bite a monkey. Going in for that delicious banana beef jerky. Th- this delicious banana beef jerky comes off in your teeth um, as you wrap your teeth around the monkey's which, which body part? You can pick a body part. I love hands. They're so delicious. <laughs> Somehow you manage to get both the monkey's hands <laughs> in your teeth and with an almighty wrench of your uh, jaws, you manage to rip both its arms off. And this monkey is no more. 
So there are two monkeys left uh, actually attacking you. One of them is uh, next to Aaron, um, which has disadvantage on his next attack. And there's one next to Cade. The other two monkeys are still yumming right down on those delicious banana-y treats. <laughs> and speaking of monkeys, it's monkey's turn. So we're going to have two attacks. Uh, one on... Ooh. Um, the one with uh, disadvantage is going to go uh, for Aaron, but roll the two, so it falls over its own feet and manages to headbutt the ground. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the other one um, doesn't quite... Once again, rolls on eight. This monkey is amazing at getting eights. <laughs> like, like, even after seeing his friend blasted into oblivion next to him, he's still going, nope, I'm going to stick to my job, and my job is being awful. <laughs> All right. Aaron. I am going to sing the fear song. All of the monkeys within hearing range need to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, what is the range? Uh, I believe it's 80 feet. Okay, so it yeah, should be all yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. And it's against my performance, which I rolled a 15 plus 7 is 22 that they have to beat. Um, well, I will tell you the highest was an 8. Okay. So, so uh, then Aaron sits down on the ground and starts singing, This is a song for the dying monkeys. <laughs> all gonna die like a stinky donkey. And I'm just gonna stand on your rotting corpse. All through the night, bright burning torch. You're gonna die. You're all gonna die. <laughs> Wait, so, you ain't so gonna live right into... forever. <laughs> <laughs> so what your, your aim breaking copyright law <laughs> so so what your aim was to you know get rid of them is that because i could see oh, them yeah. like so being in... like fans of your music now no no that's the fear song so um as long as they did not beat the uh like if, if they didn't pass their wisdom saving throw they're all inflicted with fear and must run away oh they're they're, they're afraid of your talent <laughs> and they will no. 100% run or well, shamble away as best they can. So if you wish to just let them go, then we can end combat there with a successful monkey run. <laughs> My pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. As um, the rest of the, the monkeys leave the beach, uh, you hear... Uh, that same voice again on the air. Uh, ah, so perhaps you're more than you appear, or perhaps the challenge just wasn't good enough. Hmm, either way, uh, once you're finished with uh, what you've done, you, you may come and visit me and bask in my presence. Con consider this an honour. Very few people are allowed to gaze upon the kingly visage of Mephisto, bringer of doom. Anyway, I think... I might have something for you to do a bit later on. And later on is where we will uh, meet back up with you after this quick break. Joining us this week, well, this half of this week, were Cade. Thanks for joining us. Aaron. <laughs> See you later. And Olive. That tree looks particularly enticing. Hmm. 
<laughs> Catch you later. Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back to the Fire-Breathing Kittens podcast. For the second half, we are once again joined by Olive. Hi. Cade. Howdy. And Aaron, Prince of Triton, son of Alcala, Doom of the Sea. I just put those in. I thought you might like them. How's that? Yeah, yeah, it's I, nice. I, I got the notes you sent me. I think that, I hope that was impressive enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Anyway, my prince, may you furnish us with... Do tell our um, journey thus far this evening. Oh, I'm up. Okay. Uh, So we got this message that the pirate ship, um, Captain Artichoke, is looking for a crew to help out with uh, a treasure hunt. We went and there were a lot of, let's be real, plebeians getting in our way. Uh, We scared them all off of the dock. We went in there. We rocked the audition and we, of course we got invited to the, to the pirate ship we learned a lot about piracy um no butt stuff but you know you know knots and that kind of stuff um and we spent three weeks on the ship we got to treasure island uh we explored this little shanty town with the pirate captain's grandson pirate captain's a little 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 decrepit we found this booming voice that rings out over the area from nowhere, apparently, and commanded some zombie monkey pirates to attack us. Uh, we beat them pretty easily. That's how it goes. And now we are heading south. Uh, we found a clue that says um, that your next clue will be on the south beach. So we are going to march through the island and see what our next clue is. Wonderful. And once again, just for you uh, listeners at home, if you want to follow along with the treasure map, um, go and check out the Fire Breathing Kittens wiki page and just search for Treasure Island map. And that should lead you to as long as I remember in the next couple of weeks. (laughs) Anyway, yes, moving south out of the shanty town stuff, the uh, the ground starts to get a little soggier as you head Yes. I'll use this. Remember, too late. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we have rested for a half an hour? Yeah, I mean, for, for, you know, chomping on monkey bits and having fun. I mean, you, we can count the walk as a rest because it, it can be like light, light activity, just not okay. adventuring. It's fine. Cool. Okay, so we regain our health? No, but I regain my key points. I am useless without those. Oh. Can... 
if if I hum my song of rest while we do our 30 minute rest, I think we'll all regain up to six hit points. Ooh. Yeah. Anybody missing any hit points? I was. I'm down four, yeah. Oh. And do I regain spell slots for the short rest? Uh, Not on a short rest, no. Gotcha. Been a while since I've played a mage. Warlocks do, but you ain't one of them. Nope. Okay. So we got six hit points from your song? From the song of song of, of rest. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I pick fleas off of you as you sing to me. <laughs> the, the fleas that bounce off Olive onto Aaron. She picks them back <laughs> off again. Good. Probably for the best. Okay, so you head south out of the shanty town down towards Soliloquy Swamp. The ground, as you can imagine, gets somewhat wetter and boggier as you go as Aaron sings whatever song um, decides just to Rock heal. Rockabye Baby. Rockabye Baby, um, just to heal everyone up as you go. So as the swamp comes properly into view, it's a very wide open area. Um just yeah, just imagine it's it's a it's a swamp. It's open. There's a lot of uh, water around. It's very muddy. Um, like it's the sort of mud if you're walking through that if you you stand in it and stop for too long, your boot just gets sucked in. Um, so you you want to be careful uh, walking across that. Um, the path does seem to go through the swamp, but it gets eventually swallowed up by uh, the sinky sinky mud. Um, in the centre of the swamp, it seems there's an old wooden house, quite a small one, but the path seems to lead, uh, as far as you can tell, towards it, and then maybe just on the other side of the swamp, um, you can see um, some ocean. So you think maybe, um, at least according to the map, that's where around the South Beach should be. Can I take a moment to use shape water and... I am going to shape the mud and water under our feet into a half dome shape, you know, sort of like a turned up uh, snowshoe so that we can all stop sinking into the mud so much. That sounds like an amazing idea. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Very good use of that. Except when you try to do that for Olive, you turn around to look at her and find her rolling in the mud. (laughs) Okay, none for Olive. (laughs) It just feels so good on my skin. My scales were so dry. Oh, she loves it. Okay, you can have the mud. I like to stay clean. Okay, so I'm going to say just um, for Cade and Aaron, because of that shape water, you don't, you don't have any problem um, walking you, uh, straight across that swamp. Um, because, you know, that's, you know that, that's what magic is for in these sort of situations. It's for getting around these sorts of issues. Now, Olive, uh, seeing as you've quite kindly uh, declined the use of uh, swamp walking powers, how do you plan on getting across? The swamp is my natural habitat, and I have a movement speed of 40 feet, so even halved, I should still be moving at 20. So it's pretty fast. Faster than those monkeys. Yeah. And I also, I swim with my arms uh, pinned to my side and with a sideways movement like a snake anytime there's water near the path. Okay, um, as you get closer in towards the, the center of the swamp, towards the, 
the house in the middle, um, it does become significantly muddier. So if you were if you were walking on it, it's, it's the type of mud where you stick your foot and go, and make that sort of noise. So how 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 does swimming through mud go? I mean, I'm, I imagine Olive loves it to pieces, mm. getting through the mud. But I'm not much delayed. What are your guys' movement speeds? Uh, thirty. Thirty. Okay, so at twenty, I am kind of frolicking a little bit too much in it and slowing <laughs> you guys down. <laughs> yeah, even if half movement speed, I'm I'm down to twenty. I'm normally forty. Yeah. So Olive is okay. having too much fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it takes a little while to um, traverse the swamp, but there are no major holdups. Olive is, for for want of a better term, swamp dolphining. <laughs> throughout she's just diving in and out (laughs) (laughs) as she goes wow what an image okay (laughs) what's the point of playing a crocodile if you can't be a crocodile yeah yeah well crocodiles are swamp dolphins so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway as you make your way towards the the center of the swamp the house comes uh further into view because um, it's been a, been a bit misty with all the the water in the swamp being you know evaporated. It's, it's a bit of a, a mist in the air. It's not cold, but it's certainly a little bit ominous. As you get, uh, come further towards the house, uh, you can see that there's like a, a deck area out the front with a couple of uh, with two uh, rocking chairs on. Once again, it's pretty old, so they're looking quite rotten by now. Um, the cushions on them have certainly seen better days, but the door is uh, not quite off its hinges, but it certainly doesn't seem particularly strong if you wish to go and investigate. Uh, yeah, um, Kate's going to walk up to the door and take a quick look at it, and if it looks as sturdy as you say, he's going to try to force it open. Okay, um, are you going to just try the handle first, just just yes. for safety's sake? Yeah. The door's a bit stiff, hasn't been opened in quite some time, but eventually you can, with a large heave, you can wrench the door handle so it opens and the door does creak open. So inside the house, um, as you look in, give me a... Yeah, just give me a perception check, just for just for levels of detail. Ooh, six... Six. Okay. Um, the the first thing that hits you is just a smell of must. So it's it's very smells very moldy, and like mm. you can you you swear there's like some like damp somewhere. But then again, you are in a swamp. Um, it it looks very much like a a basic house, uh, to you, and you're not like super, um into you know what's going it's, it's mostly just the smell for you you're like whoa okay okay you know when like um you walk into a place the smell just hits you and you back straight out again that's you can i um since i'm standing right there at the entrance <clears throat> at the entry entryway can i just slowly walk in and use my divine sense uh yeah what are you trying to divinely sense uh just detect the presence of a strong evil and as an action, uh, detect such forces. Okay. So, celestial fiend or undead within sixty feet. Uh, 
No, there, there's uh, you can't sense any uh, evil things. You can certainly sense some evil smelling things, but but no, no, no undead um, or celestials, fey, fiend, any any of that jazz. Mm, so, so I turn back to my uh, compatriots and say, um, I think everything's safe inside. It just stinks. Aaron will cast prestidigitation on the uh, the hut to make it smell like fresh fried chicken. <laughs> Ooh, wonderful, um, Olive. That that's a, that's your cue to start barreling straight towards it. I think. Yeah, I mean, hey, fresh fried chicken, old stinky monkey zombie meat. It's all good to me. I yeah, uh, I'm so well fed this episode. <laughs> I think it's getting really well for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, if you two are heading into the house as well, uh, could you both also give me some perception checks? Um, Absolutely. Thirteen. Six. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Olive, once again, it's a smell thing for you, but in this case, it's the fried chicken. You're like, like a like a dog <laughs> who's convinced they smell treats. So you're looking around trying to find the fried chicken, but there's no fried chicken to be found, but you're still convinced there is some somewhere. And that's the only thing you're thinking of, aside from wanting to clean your friends. <laughs> Maybe there's fried chicken in their clothes somewhere. However, Aaron, uh, you have a look around the place. It is mm-hmm. a fairly basic uh, layout of a house. There's a um, a bed inside. It's a uh, double bed. There's a, uh, a vase um, on the windowsill with some very very long dead flowers uh, there's a fireplace um, some moldy curtains uh, there's a bedside table with an oil lamp on uh, and there's a desk in the corner with a letter on you said the oil lamp is on uh no the the oil lamp is on a bedside table okay so it's not burning no and there's a letter uh, i'll inspect the letter okay uh the letter says um, th- this is in common, so it's okay. Um, it says, assuming you read this on the way to the beach, I thought you might like to see this. It's not much, but it's a home for us. I know it's not quite as elaborate as you're used to, but just wait until work on th- is complete on the volcano. The rest of the crew helped to build this place. I mean, they're not great with tools, as you know, but they're learning. Hopefully we should be far enough away from the rest of the town so we don't have to hear their late, late night howling. I still don't think the swing bar was a good idea, but you've never been wrong before, so I really don't mind. Anyway, keep going to the beach. Okay. And that's where the letter ends. Is it signed? Um, it's just signed with an X. Hmm. Mm, okay. Um, it doesn't seem like there's much else to do here then. Where's the fried chicken? Uh, open your mouth. <laughs> Olive opens her mouth and closes her eyes. Uh, Amonis takes a, a piece of a uh, dusty curtain and wads it up and uses prestidigitation to give it the consistency of fried chicken and tosses it in her mouth. Oh my gosh, this is like when a dog eats a sock. Am I going to die? I swallowed the curtain. <laughs> You're a crocodile. You'll be fine. Oh gosh. <laughs> Super expensive veterinarian fees. <laughs> <laughs> Constitution roll on getting poisoned from the moldy curtain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
It's just a curtain. It was just it's, a it's 10 on the moldy. constitution saving throw. <laughs> oh, uh, your tummy does not feel good. You don't know why, because as far as you're concerned, you just ate some delicious fried chicken. Wow. But something is feeling definitely not right. Eating twice in a week is really a bad idea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going, guys. <laughs> Did you want to check the nightstand for anything? Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, be my guest. I'm, I'm going to walk up to the nightstand and open the drawer and see if it's empty or just... Um, there is um, a small uh, pot of oil, like a replacement for the lamp. Um, there's an old box of matches and a couple of gold, gold pieces. So we'll call that five gold pieces. Hmm. Okay. I'll give one to everyone because there's four of us. I'll pocket the extra. We can split it later. And then I'll put the uh, oil and matches in my bag. Okay. Uh, Olive, you've just been given one gold piece that Cade found in uh, the bedside table. Aw, shucks, you can keep that. Olive is quite wealthy. <laughs> Are you? Well, How? Really? How? I've been on adventures. Okay. Yeah. And I don't eat but once a week. And I, I do eat all the local alley cats when I eat. So when your food and... <laughs> the DM's face. This is established. I eat cats that are yeah, outside because stray cats are are bad for the environment. So I'm doing my part. I'm a good person. Yeah, well, you can give your extra piece to uh, Aaron. Sure, I'm still poor. I have 17 gold now. <laughs> I think I have two. Okay, um, so the way out of the swamp is fairly uh, straightforward. I mean, you've already managed to get across once. Um, it's mm -hmm. very much the same sort of same sort of deal. Although, as um, as you um, cross this area of the swamp, you do see a number of what seem to be small carved rocks uh, scattered throughout the swamp. Um, each one of them has just a single. Uh, rune uh, etched into them. Can we translate the rune? Uh, you can. Um, if um, I mean, you'd have to be standing still, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you do it on the fly. That's okay. Um, each one of them just translates to a number. Different numbers. Do they go in order? Um, no, no, they're 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 all different numbers, but they seem um, fairly spotted about the place. Gotcha. Hmm. That's weird that they're not in order. Hmm. What um what numbers do we pass and in what order? Um so you pass things like you know um three, ten, fifteen, two, seven, twenty-five. The numbers don't go like super high. They go they they'll only go up to about uh about no no higher than a hundred or so. Alright. But um the the further you get, um, the less sporadic they become. So there's a higher concentration of them back towards the house. Someone's dead pet. Mm, maybe. I suspect we'll be finding out soon enough exactly what these are. <laughs> um, but as you uh, walk out of the swamp, it's, uh, the ground does become firmer. And in front of you uh, lies the South Beach. Um Walking onto sand after the swamp is 
a bit of a bit of a shock, uh, just because it's really nice golden sand. You can hear crashing waves. Um, swear, even even um, like far off in the distance, you swear you see the tentacles of maybe a kraken. Ireland. Ar. Ireland. Where's your yes. needle pointing now? Um. Uh. Let's have a look. Hang on. Sorry, my feet are muddy. My feet. They're so cold. Um. We're pointing northwest now. That's odd. Well, that's probably about the area of the volcano, but let's let's maybe see if we can find the clue on the beach first. I want to go into yeah. this prepared. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good idea. Um, give me a perception check or investigation, one of those. Your choice. Okay, roll to 14. Let me see which of those is higher. Uh, 15. Okay. Everybody or just him? Um, everybody. Oh, okay. 21. 18. Okay. Um, okay. Aaron and Cade, um, you immediately notice that um, on the beach itself, there are lots of holes that seem to have been dug into the sand. None of them are particularly deep, maybe about uh, two feet at most. Uh, but there are like lots of holes scattered throughout the beach. Um on the shoreline itself, you uh, see the remnants. Well, not remnants. It's a, a broken small sailboat. Um, on the side, on the side, it just says the special boy. Um, and um, in addition to this, um, the path you're standing on, you also see a pair of footprints leading away from the beach into the swamp. Olive, with yours, you see all that, but also from your keen senses of um, spotting bits and pieces, you managed to find while digging through some of the previous holes a pair of swimming trunks um, with a sewn in label that says, if found, please return to Tim. Do they look old and decrepit like everything else on this island? No, they don't. Hmm. They seem uh, fairly recent and you swear like you've, you're fairly confident you've seen a pair very similar to this in some of the um, shops in the uh, Nicomoy Pier area. I hold them up and wave them excitedly above my head, and I say, I've got his undies. <laughs> I look toward Aaron and say, ah, I think she ate another swimmer. <laughs> yep. I don't judge. The clothes always stick in your teeth. <laughs> I don't judge. <laughs> you should probably judge me if I'm eating swimmers. <laughs> Uh, no, you can eat swimmers if you want. I'm cool with it. <laughs> At this point, the air vibrates again Is for the third time now. You hear a voice from beyond. Ah, so you've made it this far, have you? Well, sorry to disappoint you, but the thing you're looking for here, I've already, already found this. Now, I'll make you a quick deal, seeing as you've already come this far. Just fix that boat right there, and I'll send, I'll send you what you've been looking for. Simple enough, eh? And the voice disappears. It sounds simple. Let's look at the boat. Let's see what's wrong with it. Uh, the boat is not actually that badly damaged. There's a couple. There's like a, a gash in the side of it, and the sail is a bit torn. Hmm. 
Okay. Um, what is the boat made of? Is it wood? Yeah, it's just just made of wood. Um, it's quite it's quite a small boat. Uh, maybe a, a single person uh, sailing boat. So it's got a, a small sail and a rudder, and not a lot else. Cade, how are you at fixing up wooden hulls? What's a hull? Hmm. Okay. I'm going to let Cade and Aaron focus on the hull, and I'm going to go kill a small animal. Can I do that? Yeah, I don't see why not. What sort of animal would you like to aim for? A badger. Hmm. I can try... How would a tortoise work? A tortoise works all right. I'm just thinking there might not be badgers on tropical islands. Yeah. Okay, so I kill a tortoise. And I'd like to use, I, as a lizard folk, I have the natural ability to, it's called cunning artisan. Whenever I have a knife, which I do have my chef's knife with me, and a beast, I can use its remains during a short rest to craft darts slash needles. And I'd like to use the needle that I craft to sew up the canvas of the sail with the intestines of the tortoise. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Gross, but okay. Yeah. Also, I have another snack, but I'm not hungry, so I offer you guys tortoise. I'm good. Eh, why not? Hmm. Get a fire going. Oh, uh, simple idea for the hull that's probably not permanent, but might satisfy the requirements of this voice. Amonis, or some, not Amonis, God, I need to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Aaron, <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> summons some water from the sea next to the boat and uh, directs it to shape itself onto the hole and fill in the, the spots and then harden into place. Yeah, I don't see why not. Magic is magic. Okay. Right? Yep. God, I love shape water. <laughs> All right. So with a, with a boat fixed with water and tortoise intestines... It's certainly one of the more gruesome-looking boats you've seen, but, you know, it's a needs must, I guess. Um, so once you've uh, once you patch up the boat, you hear the voice again. See, that wasn't so hard, was it? Now, I've sent a courier for you with the package, and they'll meet you by the entrance to my lair at the Boiling Lake. Just, you know, pop into the quarry on your way. I might have a little job for you. Um, I guess I'll see you later. Okay. All right. I I'll mean, play. Yeah, Let's I mean, stash to the quarry. Yeah, because our options are to stay here and wait for whoever is clearly able to observe us at all times <laughs> and who we cannot surprise or just to follow their instructions. So um, is, I forget his name, is Arlen's compass pointing in the direction that we're going now? Um, no, Arlen's compass is yeah, it's still pointing uh, northwest. Uh, back towards the swamp and on the other side of that, the volcano. Yeah, so as we head towards the volcano, are we also following the pointing direction of the... Uh, yes, head, heading back towards the swamp. Yes, you are following that okay. bearing. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, traversing the swamp once again is no no big deal. You've done it twice now already. So you can, for this bit, you can basically just skirt around the edge so you, your feet don't get too wet this time around. Um, and you head towards the jungle. The compass um, starts to spin around as you turn and does indeed seem to be still be pointing towards the volcano. 
Hmm. I'm gonna follow you, Cade. I'm just gonna keep walking forward through the jungle, I suppose. Just trying to look at the map and see if there was a better way to go, but I guess kind of limited on choices here. Yeah, it's 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 a fairly um, rugged island, and the the paths are very much the the easiest way of getting across. All right, so I guess we'll just keep, um, instead of following the compass, we'll just follow the map through the bumble jungle. Um, so as, as you start to approach the jungle, the trees start to become far more numerous. They start to uh, thicken up and get taller and taller and taller. Um, and before too long, you are very much beneath a canopy. It started to feel a lot warmer um, and a lot more humid as well. Um, Olive, you've seen trees. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to get excited. My pathetic little crocodile arms and legs, which I'm training as a monk to be stronger, probably don't climb trees very well, but I try. Okay, um, give me an athletics check. Ooh. Six. Okay, you manage to scale like a, a small shrub, um, but anything taller than that, you you start to like shimmy your way up, and then you just stop, and then just scooch back straight back down again. It's very cartoon like. Um, as you hit the ground, um, you wiggle the tree a little bit, and uh, some bananas fall down onto the floor uh, beside you. Is one of the symptoms of being infected that I want to eat the bananas? Because as a carnivore, I typically don't eat vegetables except as like for their entertainment value, like the onions earlier. I was just like, well, what are these like burned? <laughs> so. uh, no, that, that's not one of the symptoms. It's just, you know, uh, the, the fleas, the wanting to clean your teammates and the wanting to climb trees. Okay. So I give the bananas to my friends and I'm like, here, have this vegetable. Thanks. Got to teach you what a vegetable is. <laughs> It's all the same to me. Gross. <laughs> I much prefer curtains. <laughs> <laughs> moldy curtains. Fried chicken flavored moldy curtains. Mm. That's true. Fried chicken flavored moldy curtains. Hey, that sounds delightful. <laughs> what? I don't think he flavored them. He just uh, gave them the consistency of chicken. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so it still would have tasted like moldy curtains. <laughs> <laughs> okay let, let's move on from that thought <laughs> yeah yeah um so we're in some trees yeah um as you as you sit there distributing bananas amongst your teammates um from above you you hear some uh movement and some noises which sound very much like <laughs> I've already eaten today, zombie monkeys. <laughs> I do not want any more of your putrid flesh. Do we recognize the sounds? Well, I'll, I'll give you this for free. It's a, it's a monkey noise. Um, no, I mean, do we recognize, does it sound like the zombie monkeys, or does it sound like a more alive monkey? Well, uh, if you give me a perception check, I will be more than glad to tell you. <laughs> I bet you won't. <laughs> Four. Monkeys are monkeys. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? How's your, how's your perception on a monkey? Uh, I'm not too worried about it. I am perfectly willing to kill any kind of monkey. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. Well, um, as far as you can tell, monkeys sound like monkeys. Um, 
So as the sound starts to get uh, closer towards you, as um, coming down the trees, um, you start to ready whatever, well, weapons you have, just in preparation for any any uh, combat that may or may not be approaching. However, when the sound gets um, towards your earline and eyeline, you see what comes down the trees, and not zombie monkeys, but regular monkeys. You can very much tell because they've got all their flesh on them and they look alive. Um, are they in pirate clothing? They are not in pirate clothing, no. Ah. So there are two of them. Um, they hop down onto the ground and uh, make their way over to uh, the two of you holding bananas and look up at you in reverence. Hmm. I'm down for that. Yeah, I, I hand one of them a banana. Oh, uh, that that monkey uh, takes the banana, looks at it like it's a baby, and <laughs> like expresses as much as a monkey can, like as much gratitude as possible, and um, scampers away back up the tree. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> you still have one staring at you with with uh, puppy yeah. dog eyes. Yeah, is it? Do I yeah, have well, a banana? Yes, you do. I'll throw the banana off in the woods so it chases after it. Yeah. It's, you you hurl the banana off in a random direction and the, the monkey follows its path through the air and as soon as it disappears, it runs off in that exact same direction. Okay. No more monkey. Should have tied one to a stick and used it like a, uh, like baited the monkey in front of us. Mm, I don't like monkeys. <laughs> They're coarse and rough and irritating, and they get everywhere. They're just irritatingly non-aquatic. Mm. And they throw poop. I'm used to that. The fish just kind of poop. It's fine. All right, let's let's get through this forest before anything else happens. Okay, you get through the rest of this forest before anything else happens. <laughs> okay. Do we see a quarry up ahead? You do. Well, first of all, you see some uh, warning signs of a quarry. They're just uh, slabs of wood hammered into the ground that just say quarry. In common? It's fa fairly basic. Um, in common and also in the runes. Hmm. Mm. However, as you start to approach the quarry itself, which is, it's just a, it's a huge hole in the ground. It's a quarry. It's a, so it's just a huge hole in the ground. If you peer over the edge and have a look, it's all that same black rock um, that was used to uh, make the statue in the shantytown. And mm -hmm. there is like some faint uh, rumbling from far, far beneath the ground. But there uh, does appear to be some wooden scaffolding that um, uh, goes around the edge of the quarry and leads down to the floor. Does it look safe? Um, I mean, what is safe, really? I mean, 300-year-old wooden scaffolding doesn't sound, you well, know... Well, not necessarily 300 years old, but... Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Very, very old. Does it look, like, rotted and... Like when railings are at an angle? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look... This is why we needed a monkey. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look amazing, but... You know, what's safe but... Um, what's safe between uh, dice rolls, eh? I'm willing to <laughs> risk it. Yeah, same. Go pocket some obsidian, is what I'm going to assume it is. Nods. Yes. 
Um, as you uh, start to head down the scaffolding, um, once again, the voice uh, pops up. Impressive, isn't it? One of the most extensive obsidian quarries in the world, and all a secret. You know, it's worth a fortune if you know the right people. Anyway, do me a small favor while you're down there. Just, you know, pop down to the bottom and grab me a sample. Call it a housewarming present. And the voice um, fades away again. Okay. Wait, the bottom? Yeah. Well, it's, it's How just, far you down know, is the bottom? Um, it's... Uh, how deep a quarry is usually pretty big. Um, we'll call this one maybe a hmm? hundred feet down to the bottom um, via the the scaffolding. Hmm. It's it's in uh, planks going as ramps down. Okay. Does anyone else have fifty feet of rope? I have fifty feet of rope. I have 50 feet of rope. No. Just in case the scaffolding collapses, can I tie Aaron's and my rope onto, like, something sticking over the edge that we can climb back up? Yeah, yeah, there can be an overhanging rock for you to do that. Sure. Cool. And I have a piton, which is apparently a way to secure rope and stuff. So I, just in case, and we can get it on our way out if we don't need it, but I'm just going to leave a vertical exit for us yeah safe, safety line sounds good to me hmm. alright if we just uh, pl- uh, plodding down the scaffolding um, just give me a I think realistically it would be a, it would be a stealth roll because you're trying to step lightly right yeah but like we don't have to use this rotten decades old scaffolding you don't know because if we just go to the bottom with right <laughs> with the rope Olive's gonna go to the bottom with the rope you guys can do what you want I slide down it. I'm pretty light. I think I'm just going to try to use the scaffolds. Mm. Yeah, same. I think I'm more likely to pass a dex check than a uh, athletics check to climb the rope. I would likely fail them both, so I'll take the scaffolding. <laughs> I got a nat 20 anyways, so... Nice. You uh, you managed to pitter-patter your dainty little feet all the way down without incident, without so much of a, as a creak. Um, even you're impressed with yourself. <laughs> I usually am. I got a 14. 14, yep, yep. Um, it's it's a little tougher for you because you're wearing chainmail. Um, the boards creak as you go past. You, you swear you hear some like snapping somewhere down the line, but it seems stable enough and you manage to make your way down to the bottom as well. Now, down at the bottom of the pit, um, there is a... Um, a small shed um, with uh, some bits and pieces uh, dotted around. There's an area off um, the opposite end of the to the scaffolding, which seems to have been a landslide, um, and you can see some uh, spokes of a cart um, sticking out of that. Um, and yeah, that, that's that's what I've got for you. Um, just off. Off the top of your head, that's what you can immediately see without probing further. So are we just surrounded by obsidian? Pretty much, yeah. It's really weird. So we can just grab a chunk out of that landslide and get out of here? Um, the landslide itself is um, seems to have hardened. It's really quite odd. Um, it's less so that it's like chipped 
So there, there are like tiny little, almost like almost glass-like fragments in there. But um, some of those uh, bits are really big. Hmm. So I, I reach into my bag and pull out a hammer and a crowbar and just kind of, you know, try to chisel off a chunk that way. All right. Um, that sounds like if you're just trying to do it through strength, give me a strength roll. Eight. Um, you you <laughs> you rest your crowbar against the obsidian landslide and hammer it with all your uh, strength. You do get tiny flecks of the obsidian uh, coming off, but nothing worthwhile. And um, your crowbar does seem to be starting to bend a bit. That just absolutely frustrates Cade to death and he just turns around and like launches an eldritch blast at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um roll to hit then. Roll to hit a rock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 15. Okay, well it could have gone badly, that's all. Yeah. And damage is 10. Yeah, okay. So with frustration you launch a blast of cosmic eldritch energy towards um, the obsidian landslide and those um, cracks suddenly start to expand throughout the rest of the rock and they start to shatter and explode outwards um, so just uh, Cade and Olive just give me a quick dex saving throw if you're in the blast zone Ooh. 17 9 and 9 uh Oof. Uh, Cade, you manage to dive out of the way just in time as razor-sharp shards of obsidian go flying past your face. Olive, you are less lucky. You manage to like turn around in time, um, but some shards do go thudding into your back, so uh, take five points of piercing damage. Oh, man. The mine is more treacherous than zombie monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Nature, eh? But with that, you uh, do have a decent um, sized chunk of obsidian to bring up. And also you've managed to uncover the cart, um, which uh, contains what something, something really large uh, covered in a tarpaulin. What's under the tarp? Yank it, yank it. Yank. You yank. Uh, the tarpaulin falls away. It was a, like a bit a large leather tarpaulin so it's fairly heavy but you managed to uh, yank it off it's a a very large quartz crystal um, well quartz obsidian it's a it's a weird hybrid which only exists on this island I've just decided smoky quartz milky quartz yeah um, and on it is a an, um, or just like a stick well not quite not quite a sticky note but there's a letter uh, attached to this uh, quartz, which is in runes, um, and assuming Cade still has the dictionary upon his person, it says that it's meant for the lighthouse. Probably. Yep. Uh, that's the general gist of it. You're getting very good at this language, Aaron. <laughs> um, uh, so th this one says, uh, Captain needs this in big fire tree to let other big person know when to come back take up once new tunnel is done. I was suspecting that the monkeys were the people who had the rune language, but 
Yeah, okay. All right, so big people is not monkeys. Oh, wait, what did it say about a tunnel? I don't think we know about the tunnel yet. I think the, uh... Oh, no, never mind. Can you read that note again, DM? Yes, I can. It says, uh, Captain needs this, so big quotes, in big fire tree to let other big person know when to come back. Take up once new tunnel is done. Hmm. Okay, so something happened that stopped the new tunnel. And then, instead of ever checking on his friend again, friend slash lover... Captain Artichoke was like, well, I guess I'm going to live to be 120 and never say hi again because there's no crystal. All right. That's kind of sad. Hmm. All right. Well, let's let's take this with us, too. Can we take the cart? Is it functional? Um, it's st- how ha- half of it is still quite embedded in the landslide. And I, I'm not sure it would make the journey up the, the scaffolding. What is the weight of the crystal? Pretty heavy. Um, how... Let's see. We can we can figure this out. We're we're clever people. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the density of like crystals? They're basically rocks, right? So they're heavy. Um, if you say the crystal is about uh, four feet, oh Jesus, four feet high, um, kind of roughly uh, oblong spheroid shape, um, like a lens, you know. Um, Maybe so that would be twenty to twenty-five pounds per square foot. Okay, so we're looking at maybe two hundred pounds. Ooh, I mean that's doable. Yeah, my carrying capacity is. Where did that go? Hmm. Now I am carrying a fifteen-pound air fryer. I might have to give that to somebody. But my lifting and carrying capacity is one hundred and eighty pounds, three hundred and sixty pounds pushing and dragging, three hundred and sixty pounds max lift. So. 180 pounds is pretty close to 200, but it's 20 pounds over my max carrying capacity. Can someone help me out just a hand here? Yeah. Thanks. And here's an air fryer for Cade. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I still got this turtle meat on me, so I uh, can put it to good use in a bit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, actually, air fryers are great. All right. So yeah, uh, Aaron and I are going to carry, mostly me, are going to carry that crystal out of here. Okay. Um... I can move it normal speed. So that's okay. 30 Aaron speed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just going to roll a quick d20 to see how well the scaffolding copes uh, <laughs> carrying um, a large lizard, crocodile lady, uh, man in chainmail, and large quartz. Okay. Um, you happen to be in luck. It's been quite dry in the quarry over the last however long it's been um so with with some complaining mind the the um the scaffolding does manage to stay you know stable it does it doesn't collapse but there's a lot of creaking there's a lot of uh can, there's a lot of <laughs> noises i'm very both, nervous both from the scaffolding and you two and it it, it takes a while but yeah mm-hmm I get to the top and then I look at the rope and I'm like, oh, pulleys. Oh, and then I, I realize I exerted way too much physical energy. <laughs> well, oh, that well. worked out. Yeah, yeah. You, man- you managed to make it up. That's okay. Yep. Olive's not bright. <laughs> How are we going to transplant this or like transport this giant thing now, though? We can move it normal speed as long as we're both carrying it. Okay, where are we going to put it? 
are we taking it back to the lighthouse now? Or are we taking it with us to the volcano? Oh, good point. Isn't the lighthouse kind of like past the volcano? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's like on the other side. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. I guess we'll take it with us. Okay. <laughs> we also have to carry a grandpa like this later, so this is good training. Mm, true. Okay, All right, so well. teamwork, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, Working together, you you carry the uh, large piece of uh, quartz over um, in the direction of the volcano and the boiling lake. Now, as you get closer, uh, as you can imagine, it starts to get hot. Um, gets very hot, very humid, very quickly. Now, the hmm. lake itself extends all the way to the steps of the volcano. However, standing on the shoreline of the lake, and not like directly on the shoreline, it's a little bit inland so he doesn't get his paws wet and burnt, is um, a zombie pirate monkey, or zombie monkey pirate, whichever is the correct English way of saying those three words. But he's standing there with a large chest, and as you approach, he stands up straight and salutes you. Mm-hmm. Speak, monkey. Write the runes in the sand. I gesture towards the sand. Oh, I write in the sand using the runes. Yeah? Can I use the dictionary to be like... Yeah. Do writing. <laughs> yeah, specifically states in under things that they understand languages they knew when they were alive. Ah. Okay, so I use the sand to spell out write... <laughs> Okay, do uh, it. Do it. Uh, The the monkey looks at the runes briefly, gets the idea, and with his decrepit, like, uh, flesh falling off arm, writes in the the volcanic sand, go, reward from loud man. Do I still have any bananas left over from that time bananas were offered to me by the jungle? Yeah, I'd say so. You only gave two away. Okay, I give one to the zombie monkey. Uh, the zombie monkey looks at you like it's Christmas. Or whatever <laughs> festive holiday zombie pirate monkeys celebrate. <laughs> um, looks absolutely thrilled with the present of a banana. He uh, salutes you once again, bows low, and walks off well shambles off did he give us something yes um he was standing there with a large chest okay so he just left the chest behind he he left it for you yeah okay let's open the chest is it locked uh it is not no so inside the chest is a uh sealed scroll so i um guess i reach in pick out the scroll and unravel it okay um the scroll says in common again It says, Do you remember all those summers we spent on this beach? You wished for a way out of your life, all that pageantry and glamour, and I was so happy that you were willing to give it all up for me. The last place you need to go is the volcano in the centre of the island. I want to show you something. I don't think the door will be on the time you read this. It's the last thing to go on. But the lock itself is a pretty ingenious design. Uh, It has a six-letter combination, you know. I mean, to begin with, I'm probably just going to pick something simple, you know, while the crew are working on the interior, just something they can remember. They only really know one word of common anyway, so I'll just use that. I mean, it's the word 
they respond to best anyway. See you soon. Banana. B A N A N. That's what I was gonna say until they said it was only five. It's only five word, uh, letters, right? That's a six. Six. They say six. Okay. It's probably uh, banana. Probably. And as you finish reading the note, the voice comes um, definitely seeming louder this time and definitely from the volcano. It says, See, I'm true to my word. Come on in, I've got something to show you. You might want to stay out of the water, though. He's telling us to stay out of the water? It's boiling lake. It's a safety concern. I suppose. How do we get across? How indeed. Hmm. Okay, how wide is it? See, I'm, I'm glad you asked because this is the one time I actually figured out a distance. So it is 60 feet to uh, the steps all the way across. If you try to wade through, you'll be taking fire damage because it's volcanic heat. But because of the depth of it, it will count as difficult terrain if you don't have a swimming speed. I think two of us do have a swimming speed, yeah. I do have a swim speed. And this is definitely too much for for a, a, a shape water cantrip to help with anything here. I'd say so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I need ice wall. Jeez, I don't have that yet. Ooh. Hmm. I know. Olive runs backwards. You ever seen a Jesus lizard? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. She's going to try to do that and use step of the wind. Dash means I can gain an extra movement for the current turn. So that means in one turn... I can move 160 feet. Okay, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Hopefully the speed of that gives me a little bit of Jesus Lizard at the beginning there. <laughs> okay, so you're just trying to, like, running straight across. Uh, yeah, and first I'm going to drink a healing potion before I do that. So run back, chug, run across. Oh, good. All right, so uh, seven... I recover seven hit points before I start this. Let's see if I die. (laughs) So I run, run towards it. Okay. Okay, you you managed to make it across um, with with a bit of stumbling. However, you will take 12 points of fire damage. Glad I drank that potion first. I'm at 11 hit points. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, hot, hot feet, hot feet. Like when people dance across coals. Yeah. (laughs) But I made it. Yeah, you made it over to the other side, so you're standing right at the foot of the stairs. And I've got my rope still, because I brought it with me. It's 100 feet long, because it was just tied to the other rope. Yeah. Uh, are you able to throw it across to, to like so we can make a bridge? I can leave one end back there, and it's 100 feet long, and I can tie it, like, six feet in the air, right? I've got a pitten. I take my hammer and my pitten, and I hammer the rope into... The mountain on the other side of the boiling lake. Yeah. yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't work. All right. And is there a tree or something I can fasten it to on my end? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do that and start shimmying across. Works for me. Please heal me when you get here. <laughs> if, okay, yeah. if they get there. Um, yeah, let's see how this works. For shimmying, uh, yeah. Um, I would probably call that an athletics role from both of you on account of you using your arms to shimmy okay well i've rolled an 18 and then my athletics plus one 16 and 19 16 
Okay, you both go shimming across uh, the lake. Aaron makes it without uh, any issues. Uh, Cade, you get so close to the edge, but just at the last minute, your legs just fail. Your arms are still okay, um, so you don't fall into the lake. Your uh, feet just touch the scalding hot uh, surface. So you will just briefly take... um, three points of fire damage as <laughs> your feet uh, touch the, the boiling lake and you're like <laughs> that was a good sound it was, it was a great sound but yeah, you two have also made it across, congratulations um, you just have a set of black stairs leading up to the doors of the volcano as you walk up um you come across two enormous obsidian doors. With each in the center, there are six turn dials with 26 letters in common. It currently says locked in common, hmm. ready for the correct passcode to be entered. Banana, B A N A N A. Okay. So we set it to banana, and does it open? The doors boom open. Yeah! Kind of it's like... And there's a rush of cooler air as um, you walk in. As Olive walks in, she scratches at her fleas. The fleas do not thank you. Can I have some healing? I My feet. Ow. Ow. Oh, Sure. Let's cast Cure Wounds. Yay! And let me see here. Cure Wounds is a level one. I also have Lay on Hands. 1d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. What is my spellcasting modifier? Be your charisma. If it helps, I'm down 13. It is my charisma. You're down 13? I can give you, I can give you 10 right now. Ooh. I roll a 1d8 plus 3, so you'll be fully healed. So who's healing me? <laughs> and what does that look like? I think we both are. Yay! And I uh, I do 11 of healing, and I, I, I'm a bard. I, that means I sing to you. <laughs> what do you sing? Um, Flower gleam and glow. Make her wounds all heal. She was really stupid, <laughs> and now we have to fix it. I mean, we've established he's a mean bard. He is a mean bard. I really am. <laughs> That's true. How much did you say you healed? 11? 11. How much were you missing? 13. Yeah, that means I'm down two. Okay, so I'll give you two and me three from uh, Lay on Hands. Nice. Probably a little less insulting. <laughs> yeah, I just smack you in the forehead real quick and just say, be healed. <laughs> nope, yeah. equally insulting. <laughs> <laughs> but I have this thing where I'm automatically really cute and likable, so even when I say mean things, people just think I'm joking. Ah, so I sing with you. I'm like, flower, plume, and grow. And then as we sing and walk through the hallway, we irritate all of the people listening to us. Because, hey, that's, yeah. the, that's the price of constant surveillance. You've got to listen to us sing. 
Um, as you walk through the entrance uh, hall, there's some. Uh, you see some very piratey decor with ocean-like accents. So I'm I'm imagining, you know, there are some pirate flags on the wall. There's um, a, a mural on the wall with some um, like ocean vistas, uh, maybe a sunset or two. It's all very, you know, it's all very pretty. Um, but as you walk through, you hear a voice not coming through the air, it appears, although everything comes through the air technically, not coming from nowhere. You hear from a side room um, a voice saying, Ah, you made it. Excellent, excellent. Come in. Bask in my ever-present glow. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Walk on in. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) You turn into a room. It's a very large room. You think maybe the equivalent of a throne room or maybe just a, a party room in other times. So there are sconces uh, shaped like dolphins on each wall. There are pillars leading down the centre of the room towards a dais, um, which is in turn obscured by curtains. Wizard of Oz style. Very much so. Ah, you've made it fire. Come, come. I haven't had visitors yet. This is very exciting. Did you get my housewarming gift? Housewarming gift? The the scroll? No, the obsidian, dear boy. Oh. Yeah, we've got that. Come, let me get a good look at you, but I must ask to stay behind the curtain at all times. Stealth check Mm. from Olive! (laughs) Um, 14 from Olive! Is this a bathroom? She wanders off. <laughs> no, 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 this is this is not a bathroom, no. What are you doing over there? I'm heading towards the curtain. Oh, no, no. Aaron will try to distract uh, by using Gust of Wind to try to move the curtain. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I, I won't make you off for that because it's a big gust of wind. What else would it do? Yeah. Um, exactly. So th- this will have the dual effect of um, blowing open the curtains and also blowing Olive into like the curtains. Oh. So e- everything. <laughs> so you're you're trying to like like sneak up quite badly, but there's just a big gust of wind from behind you. You go flying forward, like tearing open the curtains. <laughs> An obese two hundred and forty pound crocodile. <laughs> Like stumbles forward, unable to yeah. catch her recently blistered feet. <laughs> yeah, um, you tear you tear down the the curtains, and sat behind it is a rather not small but a rather slight figure um, eating a banana. Okay, he is in fact a half elf. Uh, he is wearing black feathered robes uh, with a plague doctor mask. Um, draped around his neck, and um, to his side is a staff with a black skull on top. As you barrel through the the curtains, he spits out his banana. What's, what's, what's the meaning of this? Oh, my feet hurt so bad. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. And I, I don't even have to lie on that because the wind. <laughs> I told you not to come past the curtains. Why? Well, there was a wind. We can't control the weather. <laughs> oh, that is a lie. <laughs> wind inside of a volcano. It's very windy. Lots of heat rising. 
Yeah, I mean, if you left the door open, then it's a possibility. What direction mm-hmm. is Arlen's needle pointing? Um, Arlen's needle, if, if you ask him, or he just taps you on the shoulder. He goes, oh, by the way, the needle is pointing. It, it's starting to get more animated now, so it's starting to start whizzing and whirring and pointing off to the side towards another door. Hmm. All right, I've distracted this plague doctor skull staff half-elf, if you guys want to do something about that. I definitely, like, mm. climb halfway up his body in my attempt to right myself, staggering about, trapped in a curtain, my blistered feet squeaking on the floor. So you guys have at that door, because I am totally distracting him. Also, I want that oh, banana. Okay. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's slip away. Well, I was going to say, if you wanted to, you... Could you still use your unseen servant? I could. I don't know if that would help or not. What would you like the unseen servant to do? Because I can't see through him, so I can't really explore with him. No, that's true. I could use the unseen servant to sneak up behind this person and take the mask off of him. Why are you? Why is he wearing a mask? I mean, you could ask him. Uh, I mean, I know, I know why he's wearing a mask. Do we want to ask him or do we want to sneak away? Uh, you ask him, I'll sneak away. Alright, sounds good. Alright. Why are you wearing a mask? What's the mask for? I mean, it does does it not go with the outfit? Not quite. Aaron drags first matey over here and just stealthily creeps towards the door. Okay, that definitely sounds like a stealth check. Yeah, no. Uh... Oh, hey, I'm good at that. Um, 19. Well, luckily for you, he is rather occupied by having a large crocodile lady barrel towards him and try and steal his banana. Um, so you and Arland have no issues uh, sneaking over towards the door. So could I ask both Aaron and Olive to make perception checks? They're for different things. 11. Okay, Aaron? Ooh, six. Aaron, as as you wander up to the door with Arland, the compass starts whizzing, whirring even even harder in Arland's hand. It definitely seems to be the right door that you're looking for. Um, Olive, as you barrel into this guy, you briefly catch a glimpse of a, a knapsack or a rucksack um, at the floor of the chair he's sitting on, and you can you could swear that on um, on the rucksack is a patch emblazoned with the um, the symbol of the Nicomoy Community College. <laughs> That's an axe beak, right? Or I'm sorry, a chomp yeah, nozzle. Or, That's a, a, yeah, a it's, it's a chomp nozzle. nozzle. Yeah, chomp nozzle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let my friends take control of the situation i'm just going to distract him as much as i can like stand up fall over you know basically like lay on his lap but accidentally and with blistered feet okay uh cade what are you up to watching the spectacle before me (laughs) and just kind of looking around the room i'm doing this to serve as a distraction (laughs) it's distracting yeah okay so I'm coming up against the door, right? Is the door locked? 
give me an investigation check because you know yeah <laughs> seven okay uh so you find that these are a uh, big big black door with no obvious way of opening you can tell it's a door because there's a, a minute crack down the center of it there's a, a small circular inlay in the middle of it um and there seem to be magical runes inscribed upon the door. Which I cannot read. No. Hmm. But Cade can. I don't have Cade. Uh, meanwhile. All right, I stand up. Yeah, I stand up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. I'm Olive. What's your name? And as I shake his hand, if he will shake my hand, I give him fleas. Uh, the fleas bite into his hand and go, oh, what the... Oh, you, I mean, you are really not cool, lady, right? I mean... <laughs> then, like, catches him, catches, like, hears what he's saying, catches himself, goes, I mean, how dare you give fleas upon the powerful Mephisto, bringer of doom? You shall be punished for 40,000 years in the pits of hell. Oh. I think she just kind of like sits down and it's like eating the banana. <laughs> like, all right, but like, what's your real name, Nam? Uh, my 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 real name is is Mephisto, bringer of doom. I see my 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 big cape and my 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 mask. I br- I I bring the doom. I am the doom bringer. Looks very shifty. Most people would peel the banana. <laughs> Olive just bites it in half. She has very large teeth. <laughs> Eating the entire peel and all. Like, all right, cool. Like, how long ago did you come here? I thought you didn't eat vegetables. I only wanted it because he had it. <laughs> okay. Well, the good news is you are now cured of uh, zombie monkey <laughs> fever. <laughs> how long ago did you come here? Oh, Mephisto took up residence some... So moons ago, he's 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 casting around. He's like, he's he's clearly uncomfortable with answering these questions. Mm. Seems like a nice place. I could definitely stay here. She looks around the room as if considering it as her new living quarters. No, no, no. <laughs> cool digs he got. Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's all right. I mean, I've 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 been better been better places. Yeah, where where did you come from? What better places? Well, I mean, you know, hey, no, you're not getting me talking. All right, she eats the entire banana, peel and all. So I'm just going to walk up to this guy and just give him a dead stare and just say, look, you're going to answer the questions honestly or else. Oh. And just try to intimidate him as much as I can. Well, the, the good news is there's a check for that. Please roll me an intimidate check. <laughs> and I've got plus six to it. Ooh. <clears throat> and I rolled a 15. So 21. Okay, he leans back in the chair and goes, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, just don't just don't hurt me, okay? Look. Okay. My name is Tim, okay? <laughs> we found your undies. <laughs> me undies. <laughs> you thought you'd get through this podcast without hearing an ad for me undies. Little did you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you accidentally crashed on this island some time ago, and you've just been chilling here. Yes. So, like, look, I'm. I, I was on spring break from community college, right? And you know, I 
I was just out exploring the area. I bought this real cool skull from a staff on like from a some market somewhere, right? And like I, I went, I hopped in my boat, was heading back to the hotel. I got caught up in this like freak storm, right? And like I washed up on the beach. It was like, where else can I go? It was like, no way, I can't fix boats. So like I raised these monkey dudes out of the ground for you know just some company and just to you know follow some instructions. They can't fix boats either. They're rubbish. <laughs> so like I just come and hang out over here, and you know they I've got a lot of bananas. There are loads of other things around here, but like, <laughs> well, I've explored everything. The like the only door I can't get through is that one over there. He gestures to one. Um, Aaron's saying, hey, what are you doing? Oh, ah, forget it. <laughs> What's the issue with getting in there? Is it sealed by magic or what? Yeah, it's, it's magically sealed, mate. I mean, you know, like even even this thing can't get through. He, he gestures at the skulls. Like, even that thing can't get through it. And like, like, you guys have like fixed my boat. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm good to go. I can get out of here. So like mm. if, I mean, you guys have helped me out. So if you can, like you, you've you've already helped me. You just take like if you can get into the treasure room, then you're welcome to take whatever is in there. And like I'll just head on home. I mean, I'm already tardy like like three weeks worth of <laughs> classes. So what's what do you mean this thing? You, what, what are you talking about? The skull on your staff? Oh yeah, yeah. How would that help in any way? Oh oh yeah. You're not you're not a magic person, are you? No. See, see, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a necromancer, me. Um, uh, so I, 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 I'm, I'm real au fait with all these uh, magicy items. I, I, I know you might not be quite as up to date as uh, some of us lot are, but you know, this thing here can, um, you know, um, kind of shortcut dimensions and let you um, kind of hop between places. But there's a bit oh, of gosh. a wait. It's that skull. <laughs> but there's like there's, it, right? yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how how um, involved are you in that banana? <laughs> I ate it now. I oh, <laughs> where did you buy that from? Oh, I just got it like from a black market somewhere. Um, uh, my... that museum needs to increase their security. Hey, Cade, don't you have a dictionary of runes? And aren't there runes on that unopenable door? There are. What does it say? I just, I throw, since uh, Aaron's over by the door, I just chuck the dictionary to him. I am also going to uh, start walking towards Tim here. And I am, I'm going to start singing something, I don't know what, about how good of friends we are. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I am. How about, uh, we are family, <laughs> you can definitely trust me. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh-huh. And I'm going to cast Suggestion on him, which he's already feeling very weak, shall we say. He's uh, just been very intimidated, but he has a way out of here, and this staff has caused him so much trouble. I'm just going to suggest... <laughs> That he go ahead and hand that over to me for now. We'll we'll give it back later. We promise. Oh my god! But gosh. it's dangerous, and he should probably let me hold on to it at least until he gets home. 
I mean, it, it, it costs like a fortune, mate. Um, hang on, didn't I meet you on a night out somewhere? I mean, you look really... F- you probably did. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll meet me again on another night out, and we'll give this back. But don't worry. We'll just hold on to it just for a while. I mean, you know, it's uh You can I, I believe there's a role for this. Yeah. Uh, it's probably wisdom, right? Wisdom saving throw. Yeah. This all depends on how well your night out went. Uh well they usually go really well. <laughs> uh so I have to make a spell save, which is I only rolled an eleven, but plus seven, so eighteen. Uh, no, I, 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 I have to, I have to make the roll. Well, mm-hmm. Tim has to anyway. There's a specific uh, spell save DC that you should have. It's eight plus proficiency plus whatever your spell casting ability modifier oh. is. Yeah, charisma. Perfect. Uh, let me. I think I have that down here. At this level, it's probably about thirteen. Mm-hmm. It is a 13. That's not that much. It gets higher because mm-hmm. proficiency is involved. Okay. Okay, so yeah, it's a 13. Okay. So Tim looks at you and goes, Look, mate, I trust you and all, but like, you know, th- this is th- this is worth a fortune. Like, I can, you know, I'm, I, I can't get like super far on that boat, so I can, you know, trade it to get back home proper, like, but, you know, I, I'm going to need to, hold on to it if that's all right with you i mean you know i trust you and everything but i kind of need it i mean i can take uh, I, I can take you for a ride on it if you want it's pretty fun a ride on it yeah <laughs> oh you can zip zip around My the goodness. island for a bit but sure <laughs> i wouldn't mind zipping around the island so uh k just kind of starts rolling his eyes looks directly at tim and and says uh and casts command and says drop. <laughs> Why don't I have command? And then just bends down and picks up the staff when he drops it. Because it only lasts for one turn. <laughs> but Cade did intimidate him, so this might be the end of him and his staff. Yeah, uh, there, there's there's another saving throw I need to do, right? For command? Oh, he does, yeah. Wisdom saving throw, yeah, sorry. I was reading the wrong part. It would be against 14. Okay, um, I got an 18 on the dice. Dang. Um, nice. So he, he looks at you and goes, drop, drop what? Oh, never mind. Okay. Can I... Open the door. Open the door. I want the staff. I want it. He said he can't. Oh, fourth level I get compulsion. There we go. But mm, not yet. I Olive, having finished her banana, uh, rubs her hands together to dust them off and heads over towards this door that cannot be opened since Aaron apparently just didn't catch the dictionary and let it fall to the ground, picks it up and translates what the door says. Okay, uh, so some are, I'll just tell you, like some of the runes are magical, so magical warding against um, like trans, like teleportation, so you can't right. teleport in and out, which is why Tim hasn't managed. Do any of them say, like, need the blood of the artichoke to open <laughs> <laughs> luckily no um <laughs> good there, um as I, as I mentioned previously there is a circular indentation in the center of the door uh the runes above that do translate and hopefully this phrase is not um 
copyrighted because it says this is the way. Ayo, Arland, toss me that compass here. Um, Arland passes you the compass, does not throw it because it's very old. Okay. Actually, you know what? This is your inheritance. Why don't you stick it in the hole? There you go. Do it, kid. Hee 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 hee. Oh, great. Wow. Why wow. don't you put the compass into the round... Yeah. I give up. It's, 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 it it's okay. It's okay. I get it. I know. I just I can't. Um. <laughs> so uh, Arlen's holding the whirring, buzzing uh, compass... Uh, um, puts it uh, towards the center of the door and as it gets even closer it starts to like vibrating really bad in his hand and as he uh, locks it shush Aaron uh, as he uh, slots it into the indentation um, it's almost like a yeah um, just like that a, a wave of magical energy seems to release I'm sure it does <laughs> kill us all you guys he's gonna total party kill us <laughs> and then the whole party um, a died. wave of magic seems to release and the doors swing open <laughs> yeah that's a good release <laughs> hey you're making it like this not me <laughs> well it looks like the way's open shall we enter might as well well, I'll go first, you know, like usual. <laughs> I walk through the door. Okay. Um, Inside the treasure room is surprisingly empty. There is simply a table with a small chest on top. That's not very dramatic, but okay. Hmm. L- let's open it. Uh, opening the chest is, is not locked um, because it's already behind, like... A crazy powerful magic door. You don't need to lock anything beyond that. Inside the chest is simply a a small clasped box with inscribed initials A and A uh, on. And then next to it is a letter which has been, um, seems to have been folded and unfolded multiple times. So it's been, it's very worn and very delicate. Ooh, I want the juicy secrets. Olive reads it for sure. Okay, uh, do you open the box as well? I don't care about yes. stuff. I care about lovers separated for 80 years. <laughs> okay, so the letter says, I mean, I think you know what's in the box anyway. Wedding bands. A banana. <laughs> I assume wedding bands. Yeah. So the letter says, Arland, my love. Wait, what? Um, the, the, the old captain is also called Arland. Oh, good. All right. Yep. It's okay. This one's Arland the fourth. Okay. Yeah. Um, Arland, my love, I hope this time we're not parted for too long. Each breath I take away from you is a breath wasted. I dream of the time we are apart no longer, and I know that day will be my happiest. I relish every second that brings you closer to me. I will travel back to my home one last time. There are people I need to talk to, provisions to be put in place. It will take some time, but precious little in comparison to the time we have to spend together afterwards. I know you have a surprise waiting for me, and I know what you're like with that, so I'll wait until you're ready for me to come see it. 
Once you're ready, though, use the lighthouse to signal me so that I can return to be with you and begin our lives together. I hope you don't make me wait too long this time. Eternally yours, Alcala. This is depressing. Open the box. In the box, as you uh, so graciously predicted, are two wedding bands. Okay. Let's find Tim. Let's talk to Arland. You talk you talk to Tim. I'm going to talk to Arland. Okay. All right. Hey, Tim. <sighs> use your staff to bring the uh, crystal to the lighthouse for us. I don't want to carry it. <laughs> I'll carry it. I can, I can push and drag it. I can do it myself. Yeah. I'll just, okay. All the way across the island? Come on. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just okay. Need no. 20 pounds of help. <laughs> like. Okay. What are you, you going to say to Arland? Arland. What have your parents told you about your great-grandpa's wife? Well, I mean, I don't know a huge amount about her, but, I mean, I know that, you know, he had, like, my grandfather, like, quite old already. So if that makes sense, like, he was, I don't know, what, 50 or so by when my grandfather was born. How old are you? You like? I think I think the maths just about works out. Late twenties, like, late twenties, ish. Yeah. Wow. I mean, who really knows? Like, who counts birthdays? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So twenty plus twenty five plus twenty five plus fifty is one hundred and twenty. Okay. All right. Um, Ireland. It's possible that these wedding rings are your inheritance, so I'm going to hand them to you. Okay. I'm... You want to go put the crystal in the lighthouse? I mean, it seems a bit late now doesn't hang on something doesn't quite sit right i mean that doesn't that doesn't make sense like the timing doesn't make sense this would have all been done maybe a hundred years ago right aaron um can i can i just double like uh just ask whether you specifically read the letter which letter the the one in the box just now i thought we all did uh, then uh, that would have set some alarm bells ringing for you. Um, because as you uh, know, uh, the name Alcala is that of your father. Oh, husband, oh. husband. What? Oh, no. You, <laughs> this is your brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a triton. Oh, this explains why your dad was always so angry. Maybe. <laughs> I, I really want to know about the, the, the biologics of this. How did a human and a triton have some human children? I don't, I don't know. No, 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 no. They didn't have any children. He met a lady when he was 50 and had children. He was 20 when he met your dad. Oh. Yeah, so Arland Artichoke and your dad, when they were in their 20s, had a secret romance, and that did not result in any children. And then when he was 50, he, I guess... It had Junior, and Junior had the third, and then the third had this Arland. So this is your oh gosh, let's do cousin relationships. Um, I I, your... I I already worked it out. It's you did? um, yeah, um, it's like potential theoretical step nephew. Step nephew, Aaron, meet your step nephew, Arland. Alrighty. Your potential theoretical step nephew. Kind yeah. of, because they didn't have the children biologically, but 
and they were never married. Yeah. Well, they have rings. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were of, married. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but he's dead. Yeah, your dad's super dead. Also, he was he, uh, life changed him. Uh, yes, yes, I, that usually does. Um, <laughs> he wasn't that handsome, attractive guy in his twenties anymore, uh, or kind at all, or not evil. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So, where wait, does that lead? Wait, your dad hated this pirate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why did your dad hate this pirate so much? I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take you through it later, but the clues are all there. Because he's a scorned lover. He they oh. never turned on the lighthouse to tell him to come back. Oh, so he thought that he just didn't come back because he didn't want to be with him anymore. Yeah. And then they both married ladies and had children. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we gotta put this lighthouse crystal in because I need completion. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what's gonna happen now from it though. Cause uh well, um, Something might happen. Mm. Let's do it. We should at least tell the original Arland that the lighthouse was intended to be put in by Alcala and that he always wanted to be with him again. But yeah, let's let's put that crystal in. Fast forward to that. Yeah, yeah, we we can we can montage this baby. Yeah. And then we'll um, reassure Arland the first that he did always love him. Sorry. Yeah. Uh with <laughs> with uh so with Tim's help you transport the um, big milky quartz back up to the top of the lighthouse, um, putting it in place, uh, in place of the old one. As you put it in place, a fiery beam of light fires out of the quartz, uh, pointing, Aaron, you'll will know, in the direction of your ancestral home. Mm-hmm. The light does not move, it just stays in that direction. Does anything happen? Well, aside from the fiery beam of light pointing towards your hometown. Okay. Aside from that, not much. Okay. Uh, I feel like we need to give the captain some closure here. Yes. Let us return to the ship and tell him that Alcala actually did love him. It's just that monkeys are bad at, what, rescuing carts from landslides? Is that really the problem here? Well, out, out of um, out of universe, there, there were some... Other bits in the quarry, you didn't uh, investigate the stuff with a. Uh, the, there was a shed um, with, oh, yeah, with some. There, there was a a, a box of uh, dynamite. Um, so the uh, the monkeys were using dynamite to build this new tunnel, and they're really bad with dynamite because they're monkeys. <laughs> so that caused a landslide. Um, cover. <laughs> covered that they couldn't get it back up again we'll we'll go through it we'll go through it later we'll go through it later (laughs) all right so before are we still uh hanging around with tim since he just dropped off the crystal that's your choice you um he can he can more or less make his way home way home if you want i really think we should take this staff away from him yeah i'm gonna grab him by the collar by the scruff of his collar right here and just try the whole intimidation give me that right now before i Chop your limbs off one by one. I'm going to give you a bardic inspiration die. Yeah, and I'm going to give you the help action because I open my <laughs> crocodile mouth wide. Oh, oh, can I do the Doro Hey Doro thing where I stick his head inside my crocodile mouth? What does the man in the back of your throat say? If the DM allows it. That sounds terrifying. I mean, I didn't 
I don't think I even needed help because I rolled a twenty six. You get advantage <laughs> plus add a d add a d six to that as well. I'm, I mean, twenty six <laughs> is like plenty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I rolled a twenty six, but <laughs> sorry, sorry, no, I rolled a twenty five. Um, Tim just Tim drops the stuff and you go fine, just just take it, all right, and sprints off in the direction of the South Beach. I just pick it up and use my warlock knowledge to see if I recognize it at all. It real magical. It real real bad. Um, Olive, you specifically recognize um, this skull as having once um, been resident in the Nikomoi Museum of Natural History, which got... The question is, do I think that they deserve it back? Because I know that it is magical, I know that it is dangerous, and I know that they're really bad at security. Yeah, exactly. It's more secure with us. Yeah, it's more secure with Cade or Aaron, because the Nikomoi Museum of Natural History has a certain Gilligan Postlethwaite in charge of defending it, so... <laughs> I mean, he's not in charge of defending it. He's he's just it's it's a complicated thing. But <laughs> I trust it more with you two than with him. Oh yeah, he, he's a massive liability for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it, he was well, he was just saying it was like a necromancer thing. I didn't know if my warlock knowledge allowed me to get any kind of insight on it or not. Um, you you know it's like very powerfully magical because the uh, the eyes are glow glow red. And you just get a sense of bad juju. But Tim's already okay. basically told you what it does. It lets you teleport, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a short range uh, teleportation. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, don't step on ships because in the ocean you may. <laughs> oh, and don't walk under overpasses and don't walk next to trains. Wait, don't step on ships? It might teleport unexpectedly. And be careful eating fish with all their tiny bones. Huh. What's the, like, unluckiest thing? Because someone dropping a rock from an overpass, something flying off a train, a ship sinking, you choking on a tiny fish bone. So it's cursed. It gives you terrible luck. I don't know. Huh. Can't already have that. (laughs) Well, it does now. Anyway, yeah, that's that's a really good idea. Thank you. Yes, it also gives you terrible luck now. If you wield it. Huh. All right. I bet it's worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, if we get home alive without the ship sinking. <laughs> Don't wield it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Okay, let's tell this old guy. Yeah, let's tell Grandpa. Give him his dying wish. Oh, Aaron, you look like him. That's what I was thinking. In a few levels, I'm going to gain the ability to make myself look like anybody. So I was trying to think if I have a way to make myself... Oh, wait, prestidigitation, hello. I'm just going to age myself up a little bit. Make me look a little bit more like Dad. Okay. And then let's go talk to the captain. Okay, so um, you make your way back to the shantytown. Um, This time it's completely deserted once again. You climb aboard the Vengeful Lament. Make your way down to... Into, uh, into the captain's quarters uh, where uh, Captain Artichoke is sat there quietly as he always is um, so I've transformed my features with, with magic to look a bit more like like what I assume my father would have looked like at my age um, and I kneel down in front of him and ask do you recognize me uh, do you 
Actually, yeah, that's, that, that works fine. Okay. Um, he slowly um, opens his eyes, um, moves his um, head further up until he uh, looks you in the eyes and just a spark of recognition uh, comes across his eyes and with, um, like, for the first time in a long time, like, even a couple of years, he actually speaks. And he says, Alcala, my, my dear Alcala, I'm sorry, the, the, the lighthouse stopped working. <laughs> I tried, I, I left to find you. <clears throat> Spent my life sailing the worlds just for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't find you, but you've you've come back to me. You haven't aged today. <laughs> I I I hope you can forgive this old man before <clears throat> I <clears throat> I knew this day would come. I always dreaded it. And uh, he looks into Aaron's eyes um, more deeply than before. He says, Goodbye, my love. Uh, the captain closes his eyes uh, for the last time and stiffens a bit and lets out his final breath. Whoa. Okay. He didn't even get in a kiss. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't even get to give him his ring. Jesus. You killed him. You killed the old man. <laughs> it was too much for his heart. Um, uh, over your shoulder, um, Arland uh, just says, uh, well, we knew it was going to be soon. Um, I should probably thank you for helping. Um, I mean, you know, there's... Uh, the, the the treasure isn't not what I thought it was going to be, so uh, I, I, I can offer you... Um, transportation services when we get back to when we get back to the mainland I mean I don't need to uh, accompany him anymore I guess um Arland you're being really cold about this your great grandpa just died like three seconds ago I know you're glad that you're able to like you're in your late 20s and you're finally able to like date people but like this is a sad moment let's give your grandpa a funeral uh he, he's, People he, grieve differently. I, I, I don't see it as sad. He's been, he's been dying for a long, a long time, and this release, I think, is, is, is good for him. It's a release from an existence which I don't think he necessarily wanted. Dang! Before this scene, Olive really liked Arland, and now she thinks he's a selfish guy in his twenties. Okay. Right. Olive doesn't know much about hospice care. My goodness. Oh no, Olive <laughs> understands everything about this and uh, kind of dislikes this guy a little bit. Cade uh. turns around and looks behind him at the uh, seemingly no one and says, no, they're not just going to chuck him overboard. Shush. <laughs> Ireland might. That's okay. <laughs> He's happier this way. Cade <laughs> turns back around and says, well, maybe they will. I don't know. We'll see. I I'm not. It was time. It was definitely time. And he got to live his last great hurrah before he went. Like, it could not have gone any better than that for his grandfather. He was old and sick. He got the resolution of his life before he died. What more can any of us ask for?
All right. Well, that's the ending, folks. If you're old, <laughs> you better be moving on because otherwise you're being a burden on people. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> and he gets to go be with his long lost lover now if they go to the same afterlife or what have you. Oh, yeah. That guy didn't stay nice. Maybe he's his young self in the afterlife and not his older self. I mean, the other guy was a pirate. So oh, yeah, maybe they're just mean to everyone <laughs> together. Teamwork. <laughs> okay, so uh, just capping the story off, um, you know, Arland thanks you all for um, doing what you can. Um, you know, he explains that since like on a on a practical side of things because the treasure isn't quite what he thought it was he could only really offer in payment his services uh, as a you know ship transportation Aww. but asks that you know at the moment you um leave him um with his grandfather just so he you can uh, prepare him for um the burial at sea that you know he always want he always you know felt he deserved you're probably distracted right now Ireland with the death of your great grandfather but i'd like to point out that there's a super valuable obsidian mine on the island right there and that we could probably get our payment if we just you know used that dynamite to get some of that obsidian okay that that, that. so we can take that in payment if you want i i know you're busy but <laughs> but i'll be right back and i like <laughs> head off to the mine I like take the uh, extra bottle of banana liqueur I have and put it in the dead old man's lap. Aww. Aww. Oh. Aww. So, DM, how much obsidian did we get each? Like the gold value of that? Um. Well, I'd, I'd call that more of an ongoing thing because if you want, Arlen could just take you back and forth uh, as per if you want as more of a steady stream of income rather than um one solid chunk. That makes sense. I mean, it's a mine. Yeah, a mine. <laughs> uh, but we'll call that, or maybe, it's. It, I mean, I did say it was worth a fortune, so we'll call that a thousand gold between you. That's 500 for both of you, because I already have 500 gold. Thanks. Anyway, that will do it for this week's uh, adventure. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you again next week with another adventure. However, joining us this week were Aaron. It's been fun, y'all. Olive. Does not appreciate crying during Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and Cade. Everyone take it easy. <laughs> Why am I crying? It's okay. Bye. It's okay. <laughs> Bye. What if the impossible turned out to be true? My name is David Paul Nixon, and I've spent the last decade recording Britain's lost ghost stories. On the new Ghost Stories podcast, I delve deep into the archive to present real witness accounts of the supernatural. Bizarre and frightening tales that could be delusions, lies, or perhaps even the real thing. The only way to find out is to listen. New episodes drop at the end of every month. Check out the new Ghost Stories podcast now on your favorite podcast platform. Are you looking for science fiction and comic book news without a whole lot of unnecessary spin? 
then you're looking for Multiverse Tonight. Since 2018, Multiverse Tonight has covered the news about Star Trek, Star Wars, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, and anything else geek-related. We also have occasional interviews with creators and much, much more. That's Multiverse Tonight, hosted by me, Thomas Townley. Find it wherever you find podcasts or go to our website at multiversetonight.com. Hey guys, this is Harrison Isaac from the Secret Silo Show. Hey, how's it going? Where we talk about cryptids, conspiracies, and other creepy unknowns with guests. If this is your thing, you should give us a listen. We decided to bunker away from the monsters in life to the safety of our silo, and we hope you'll give us a listen too. For all things creepy, this is your number one spot. Yeah, yeah. And that's all.